This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this here, the Next Lander Podcast. You're joining us right at the beginning right at the front this is only episode four i'm joined by alex navarro hi i'm mary kish thanks for having me back i appreciate it <laughs> yeah you're our first guest and our right best on. guest thank so you so far number one guest so far and brad shoemaker a staple of all staple. four episodes does, of yet, does, does episode four count as the ground floor still i think so i think i think once you're up to episode 10 you're probably you're probably you're still pretty early but you're losing a little bit of the early stuff all the fun goofs and you know all those inside jokes. Who's gonna know how to navigate that minefield? If uh, we make it into month three and we haven't been canceled yet, month three and the show is still going. Month three, I have always said in production, three episodes, three months, three years. It's, to be, to be, uh, I just re- I just realized what I said. To be clear, I mean canceled in the network television. Sense yes, no, I got what you said. Yeah, of of we didn't make it through our first season. The pilot was not successful. That's We're talking right. about the original cancel culture, yes. not the yes. current uh, one. I didn't I didn't realize until I first said that. But I have to clarify. Let's call it pulled the plug on. Right yes. there we go. Yeah. Yes. Um, three episodes. First three episodes. You're figuring it out. First three months. 
You're now in the routine of it. That's very hard to keep up. After episode three, you, you're just doing the work, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's also very hard. And three months of that, and then three years, I think, is where it starts getting into uh, another round of... Uh, I always consider it like a relationship, right? I feel like the first three months of a relationship are like, oh, we're learning a lot about each other. This is fine. And then after three months, it's like, hey, you know, I my dish schedule might be different than your dish schedule. Like, yeah. Um, oh, man. Uh, or, oh uh, no, I learned too much. What's, <laughs> dude, let's not I, talk about, let's not talk about the personal dish threshold. But, you know, like I, every, I, every, I have everyone a low has, sink threshold. Yes. Everyone has their own ideas about how urgent dirty dishes are. It turns same, out. And, same thing with laundry. Like, you know, um, your idea of what a, how many times to wear a pair of jeans, B where to store those jeans during the medium time of, it's not quite clean, but they're. Not, I'm not going to hang them back up because they're not quite closet ready. But they're not. They're not laundry ready yet. Where yeah. did they go? The floor is what I assume. Oh, I I'm very much a hang off the the laundry bin kind of guy. Okay. It's just sort of like you know, it's dangling on the precipice of like you know, I could just push it over <laughs> and it could go into the dirty laundry, or yes. I could wear it another day. Wait, wait. If it's on the dirty laundry, it's still eligible to be worn. No, it's or? hanging off the edge. Yeah. It's not okay. actually. It's it's. Okay. it's uh, this is getting very Seinfeldian, but it's on the edge. It's not fully <laughs> yeah. over. Yes. What's no, the I, deal with the hammer? <laughs> uh, I've I've got a floor that is perfectly fine. I'm just gonna pick them up tomorrow and wear them. The only problem is when it's like when it gets into multiple ranges of things of like, oh, okay, well the next day I wore a pair of shorts and then it was back to jeans, and you know, listen, that's it's tough. Anyway. Three All right, weeks, so what's your dish threshold? My, my, I could go full sink. I'm a full sink. Full uh, sink. And you're I talking think, like basically like vertically starting to come up over the edge of the sink. I am. Uh, I will rinse the one plate I'm going to use and then uh, not do the rest of the, the dishes and then just be okay with that. It changed once I had kids in a family because they obviously need dishes to eat on. So, right. you know, that, that happened. But let's talk about no kids land. Oh yeah, I'm uh I'm running dish to dish on that one until unless... you're building the Tower of Babylon over there. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. It's ready to fall. Okay, and, uh, and kind of unless there's like really like, oh, I had a heavy vinaigrette salad like that. This 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 mm. this vinegar in here that we need a, we need a rinse on this baby. Let's go. So okay, yeah, uh, I pot, I'm very pots much and pans too. Can, okay, yeah, know. I'm very much an every other day. Like I'll let the di the dishes build up for a full day, and then the next day I will usually do them. Sam is very much an every day. So every like day. we're just yeah. there's like that little bit of static, but in general, I think we found a, a nice happy medium. I, I've I've learned a nice compromise is to become a dedicated soaker. Okay. As long, mm. as long as you're soaking everything, it's a lot easier to get around to washing them eventually. Oh yeah, the soaking soaking's vital. Do you have a double sink, like split in half kind of Sadly, thing? no. No, no. I don't mean like standing water. I just mean like mm -hmm. bowls and plates. Get get a little bit of water in there. To, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just like enough. Yeah. The, dry, the dried on whatever, the dried on sauce or yeah. mm -hmm. dressing or whatever is, that's that's a no-no around here. Uh, the only thing I am an immediate washer on, or two things. One is uh, knives immediately get washed and dried and put away back in the knife rack. They do not stay out. They got... They get scrubbed clean and then dried off uh, and then put back. I'm very, I'm very precious about my knife sharpness. Nobody leaves a knife hanging out in the sink. That that will get you. Uh, it's a big no no. You don't and, want look. You don't want blood stains staying on there. You know, yeah, like you don't yeah, want that right DNA on. evidence sitting around just in case. That's right. That's right. You sh everybody shaves their head uh, mm -hmm. in, our, in our house. No body here. But the uh, no, it's uh, um, it scrubs all the dry skin off. 
Yeah. The knives and no knives sitting in a drain or drying rack, like some kind of, you know, uh, a dull knife user. Uh, we, we keep sharp knives. They go back where they belong. The other thing is um, anything that is a sauce, I think, like you said, Brad, immediately goes in and gets a rinse off before that thing dries. Otherwise, yeah. you're in like, you know, you're sandblasting that stuff off. Uh, a day or two later and that's no good. I just I just realized do none of us have dishwashers? I, I mean I was waiting to ask that question. We have one that has been on the fritz for most of this year and we've oh. been putting off we've been putting off involving the landlord because he gets very crotchety mm. about repairing mm. things around here. I ha- I have one I so I've gone back and forth with dishwasher usage in terms of we use it if when we used to have people over for holidays and stuff and we had a lot a lot of plates. I have seen the argument. I, I I know the science between how much water usage you would use on a full dishwasher versus you know washing the dishes in a sink. I, I get it. I have and I like my dishwasher a lot. I still have to, and I think it's a quality dishwasher, but I still wind up pre-rinsing. I I have a very hard time putting a semi-dirty plate in the dishwasher. So you just don't believe it's possible. I. I have a real barrier on that. So I um so then once I'm pre-rinsing, I'm just washing it. And how much more is it just to, to wash the plate? And then I just wash the plate in bowl. So I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of the dishwasher, but I, I get the arguments for it in terms of waste or or you know. Trust the science. I know. But if you're pre-rinsing, is it still does it still count? Hmm. Like I if maybe if we all soaked, if we all soak it, just soak it, baby. Mm-hmm. So love a good soak. I love a good soak. Um I haven't had a dishwasher in 10 years, and I'm jealous. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm actually angry at you for not using your dishwasher more because I'm over here scrubbing like a chump. I, listen, I, I, I sometimes find uh, uh, washing dishes very relaxing until it's too full, and I'm a, this is by my own – this is a self-fulfilling prophecy because I leave it very full. My back starts to hurt, like leaning sure. down into the dishwasher. Uh, I. Did you ever guys did you ever see those like standing mats you're supposed to get to like help relieve back pain and stuff while you're standing at this? I've thing? seen them. Yeah, I didn't think about getting them, but then I thought like, oh, that thing's gonna get gross and wet, and you know, I don't know, like a funky, funky. Mm-hmm. I have a dog. Your... I mean, okay. if anybody yeah. has pets that shed, things get funky in ways that oh, are yeah. like water and pet hair and just a. Bleh. So. Try try having a gigantic box of grass hay in yes. the closet. <laughs> I, right. Wait, wait until there is wait until there is hay appearing all over the house. Yeah, what's your uh, What's yeah. your favorite household chore? Favorite? Is there, is there a chore you actually like doing? Like in a Zen way, it's like, mm. oh, I am purging. I am purging this filth. I am. I'm, mm. uh, that's a good question. Like I, I like to vacuum. Okay. okay. I hate I hate doing the dishes. I mm. hate folding laundry. Bathroom. bathroom I really. Uh, okay. I'm getting, I think, I'm getting, I'm getting a look right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really, I, think, I really like to vacuum though. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that now I have I'm getting, one. now I'm getting a thumbs up. Okay. All right. Yeah. I like vacuuming. I'm totally fine with. It's one I don't mind, but it is not necessarily my, my Zen. I think the closest I have to one, I don't mind doing that much is laundry. And it's because mm-hmm. I don't have to do it that often. Like I have enough clothes. I can get through three to four weeks before I really need to go and do laundry again. And that's fine by me. And you know, the folding has a certain Zen quality to it that I don't mind. So I think that's, that's probably where I land. I, uh, we split the household chores up here, mostly by, um, tidying up and cleaning up. So Mm -hmm. like putting stuff away versus scrubbing and, and cleaning. I'm the scrubber and cleaner. So I get bathroom Mm -hmm. duty 
I get vacuum duty. I get window cleaning duty. Um, and like anything gunky, that's my, that's my thing. Cause I get to use, uh, tools and I get to be in charge of that stuff. I'm like, you know, I think I just need to buy a new scrub brush. Mm-hmm. Uh, where uh, I need some I, new chemicals over yeah, here. I do. Yeah, let's, let's let's go look at let's go let's get better kit for this. We could really we could do this more efficiently. We can find something. Uh, and then my wife will handle mostly the straightening up. Oh, okay, I'm gonna put this stuff away. She's much better at getting rid of stuff than I am as well. I'm kind of a pack rat, and she is lives a very clean life, clean living. So she is much better at that. Where um, I was the kid who, when they cleaned their room, just played with everything. Like when they were told <laughs> right. to clean. Clean yes. a room, and it's just like you just sit there, and everything you take out, you start playing with, and I. Still and then you're do, like, I okay, I put this on a shelf. I have <laughs> yeah. cleaned the room. That's Done. right. Yeah. So uh, that. So um, I also enjoy vacuuming. I like wiping stuff down. Like I, I like stuff. I like old, making older things look cleaner and newer. Uh, okay. Where I, I don't care if it's too cluttery, but uh, my wife will clean up the clutter. That, folks, is what they call the banter. Ooh, that is uh, a peer into the personal lives of the Next Lander crew. That's right. We've, uh, satisfied our federally mandated quota. Yes. The banter cast. For, for chit chat. Uh we uh if you're if you're into this sort of just off the cuff banter, may interest you in our ramble cast where Alex Navarro this week uh told us all about your trip down the I'm gonna get it, don't tell me. Down the Yampa River. Correct. Yes, the Yampa River. Uh, now, very for bonus exciting. points, what was the other river that the we Green hit the river. confluence of? Yes, there you go. Yeah, you did yeah. it. Mind like a steel trap. Confluence. Listen yeah. to this river guy. <laughs> yeah, that's me. No, I got a text from my mom, who, by the way, is now a Patreon supporter, uh, mm-hmm. who listened to the Ramblecast. She's like, you got most of the things right. Good job. <laughs> oh, like, oh, these are awesome. things you didn't Wait, know, and you did, listened, and you understood everything. Wait, that, that, did, did she specify what you didn't get right? I think the only thing I didn't get right was the name of the rapid where the boat like the one where they had the guides had to take it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, that w- I called that like Little Joe or something, <laughs> and that was a different rapid. The one we that that was the super nightmare one was called Warm Springs. Oh, that's Little Joe sounds much more treacherous than Warm yeah. Springs. Warm Springs is a very benign name for treacherous yeah. rapids. So my stepdad sent me a fo- and you know you can hear all about this if you go listen to the Ramblecast, but just as an addendum here, my stepdad sent me a video of the Warm Springs rapid when it is at like. 9,000 uh, cubic feet per second, which I guess is sort of like the high end of where it goes. Uh, and you cannot see any of the rocks. Like, oh, there wow. are giant boulders when we were there that were, like, very visible. And you get there, and it's like, yeah, no, the wa- there's white water, but, like, the rocks are barely poking up through the water. It's wild. Um, the, the, the story made me so eager and, and set off a yearning to go back and do some into the wild oh yeah it's yeah it's definitely made me reflective over the last few days of what my life consists of right now and Mm -hmm. for the last 18 months ish Mm -hmm. which is a lot of sitting in this very spot and not much else going for walks yeah and that's about it like a lot of sitting in this spot a lot of just being perpetually plugged into everything because what else is there to do when you are stuck at home and you know, like aspects of being outdoors, I, I find a little unpleasant, but, you know, it was kind of worth it for the trade off of just being completely detached from everything for like four to five days. Yeah. I'm going to go outside and lick a tree. That's, uh, yeah. Well, good. watch out for which trees you lick because some of okay. them have spiders crawling all over them. I'm just going to warn you about that. Uh, hey, lick yeah. a spider. What's stopping you? That's yeah. Right. 
Well, unless that spider says, please don't lick me, then you should respect the spider's boundaries. I have more. Listen, I got bugs in this basement. I ain't even, I don't think are classified yet. So uh, yep. we're, we're, we're breeding something down here. Uh, also, it's hot. It's, uh, we got, uh, we got some of that heat in the States and, uh, today in Jersey, they're saying, uh, feels like 107 and that's too damn hot. Yes. That's like they canceled their kids camp, uh, because they can't do any like indoor activities or anything like that. And so kids were home today, which, uh, it's going to give me my first segue here into the games, <laughs> which allowed us to play some Mario golf super rush. Uh, okay, you remember the subtitle. It good job. I could not remember it for the life of me, even though I've been playing it all week. I wrote it down in the doc because I knew. Good would, job. I knew I wouldn't remember it. Did you play it on the river? No, I. Did bring, I did you bring your switch? I did not bring any game consoles. The only thing I brought was my Kindle. That was it. That was the only okay, piece of tech smart. I had with me. That's yeah. Smart. What what kind of reception did you have out there? Uh, in Vernal, it was fine. They had full reception, but as soon as we got out to the river, it was just like gone, zero. Okay, that's that's smart. Yeah, of you. Uh. Mario Golf Super Rush. I think that's a subtitle. I'm pretty sure. No, I think you're right. Um, available now on the Nintendo Switch. Alex, you played more than I have. What do you want to kick it off? Uh, so I will preface this by saying that I have not played every Mario sports game, and I've certainly not played every Mario <laughs> Golf game. The last one I really remember spending a significant time one with was the GameCube one. Okay. Yeah, I think GameCube is like the kind of the heyday of the Mario sports games, right? I feel like the the recent years. Yeah, those games of like that Mario Tennis game for Switch was not super well received. Well, there was that that Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance ones that people constantly point back to as like this RPG mode is amazing. You know, we wish they would do this again, and they have not done that again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I've touched some of the other ones, and I, I like Mario sports games when they're good. Um, I've kind of had some trepidation about this one just because Mario Tennis was kind of a letdown. Like, it wasn't horrible. And I think sometimes, like, if you got into, a, like, a good groove with that game, it could be fun. But it just never really clicked with me. And this one is clicking even less with me. Really? Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, the, so for one thing, the story mode in this game is not good. Um, there's There's... Not really much purpose to it. It feels like they felt like they needed a running around open environment. You're hanging out in this golf environment, you know, hanging out with the other rookie golfers like uh, Charge and Chuck and the Boo. Yes. And <laughs> Charge and Chuck and the Boo is my favorite. Yep. <laughs> morning yeah, my crew. favorite morning radio station. Um, so, <sighs> like, that kind of thing lives and dies by two things. One, what do they justify the amount of time you have to spend running from place to place to, to do stuff? And two, is the writing funny? And neither of those things are really present here. That's a like, shame. The writing is okay. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's just charming enough to feel like a Nintendo thing, but it's not really memorable. And a lot of the running around is just pointless. I wonder if the writing came out of the treehouse. I'm not sure exactly how much they handle. Like a lot of the treehouse's writing has been incredible over the years. You know, like yeah. those Mario and Luigi games and and stuff like that. But I don't know that they are doing localization for everything. I think they still are. I just I I don't think they there's just much they did with this. Like it just didn't feel like there was like really much story or gags to really go around with this. It's more just like hey, you are your me, and you're hanging out with these other characters, and then you're kind of working your way up to unlocking courses and whatnot. It, and it, it does have a very light RPG dropping points into different things mechanic. Very light. Very light. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of appreciate, I'm very early on, I think I just did my first 
open or uh, qualified for the first thing. It's it's a you know it's a tutorial at, at the yeah. very beginning, and uh, I do appreciate you level up pretty quickly in the beginning, and you drop points in. But then if you you can't really min max it without losing stats in another category. So if you drop a ton right. of points into power, suddenly your control might start dipping, and you have to bump that back up. So kind of forced balancing out. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it, I just started putting points into whatever was becoming red and was like, yeah. okay, I'll just, put, I'll just put points here. Yeah. I, so uh, story mode's kind of a letdown and I think that there are fun things in it. I think the battle mode and the speed golf stuff can be pretty good. The part where you're kind of running around on the courses with other players or other AI characters <laughs> and kind of trying to knock each other around while you're getting to your ball. Like that stuff can be fun. But it's not, to me, enough of a hook. Like, it doesn't feel like it's enough to be like, yes, this is wacky golf. I'm having a wild time here. Like, the golf mechanics are still very basic, and that's fine. I don't need them to be, like, you know, PGA Tour level or anything, because it's fucking Mario Golf. But, like, the special abilities each character have, like, aren't really that great. Mm. Like, the special shots that you kind of build up to. And, like, the running around doesn't feel good enough to, like, really enjoy it it's just kind of like oh this is novel this is fun but like i don't like it enough you know like and no- nothing nothing is really singing in this game for me like nothing that's like this is a fun mode i want to keep doing this over and over and over again and it's kind of bumming me out do does the running around ever involve more than collecting coins or hearts are there obstacles in the way in in, in the speed in the speed one not the battle one so there are obstacles on some of the courses. I haven't unlocked every course yet. Um, okay. There's still a couple that I haven't gotten. And I have not seen a situation where you are specifically avoiding those kinds of obstacles while running around. But I think eventually you do. I, th- okay. I think that is part of it. Because I know there's a jump. And while you're running around, you have a stamina meter. And it's one of your upgrades you can get, your speed and your stamina. Yeah. And you can draft behind somebody else who's running to kind of catch up and get a speed boost. Yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting when my son and I played it, it was fun to kind of manage the run to the golf ball. You know, it's a direct control thing, right? It adds right. a little bit of action to the game in a normal golf game. It definitely doesn't speed it up. You'd be much faster just being warped to the your ball, obviously. But it does add a little bit of direct control in a, in in the game, which I think my son appreciated just kind of running around play playing as a character in the game. Looking at it from a point of view of not just pure efficiency, when right. he's playing as King Boo, he gets the direct control King. Oh, sorry, King Bomb. Um, right. He gets the direct control him, and then use a special speed up move, and that's fun for a while at least. Uh, and and the controls, yeah, it's you can put some spin on the ball, which I thought they implement pretty well in terms of, you know, what are you going to use? Double tap the button to put top spin on it, and then mm-hmm. hit B when you're at the the meter to put backspin on it. But yeah, it's pretty basic, and yeah. uh, but like, I've enjoyed that golf part for a bit. I will say on the single player part, I was a little bored on that first uh, mm-hmm. first first round, first set of nine. Just kind of hit the ball as far as you can, and then get it on the green and putt. Yeah, like I assume the golf is just golf, right? Pretty much. Yeah, it's uh, there's only so much you can do with video game golf, right? Well, that's the thing is they try and and balance that stuff out with like the special shots, which are supposed to either you know knock other people's balls around or transform them or yeah. you know give you bone like boosts to where your shot can go. But like none of those abilities really are very interesting. Like it it just feels like okay, you're building up to your meter and then you'll do a thing and then like sometimes that will work out in your favor and sometimes it won't really do anything and. 
I don't know, man. Like, it just <laughs> really feels to me like I like I I understand why you Nintendo would feel like they were in a position where it's like, okay, it's time to make these games, the Mario Tennis, mm-hmm. the Mario Golf. Like, we're supposed to make these for all of our biggest platforms. We'll do them. But it doesn't really feel like they had any strong ideas about what to do with their sports stuff, at least in this particular like era of Nintendo. I was I was I was wondering if something had changed on the pedigree of these games, so I looked it up, and this is Camelot, and so is every other Mario Tennis and Mario Golf game ever. Right. Like I, I thought, like maybe the development had changed or something, but like all the way back to the N sixty four and Game Boy Color, Camelot was doing all the golf and tennis games. So it's been it's been that company this whole time. I don't know. But who knows how much turnover they've yeah, had over the totally. years? Like who's even in charge of it these days? Like Nintendo certainly does not go out of their way to highlight that stuff outside of credits. So right. Uh, I think I think for the speed golf, I would have liked it to be a little zanier, yeah, mm-hmm. at least in what I saw. I so m- my son played the the battle part, the battle arena part, and I did not play, but I watched him. That looked fun. Where you're trying yeah. to get three, uh, do three, um, get the ball in three times in an mm-hmm. arena, and that's and there are thwomps and stuff, or, or depending on the course, it seemed a little more like the Mario Kart kind of battle arena with the balloons, like kind right. of free form. Yeah, I think that stuff is a lot more interesting, and I think if anything is going to have staying power for people, it's probably going to be that, but I don't know, man, like, as, like, a new $60 product, like, I think that thing feels real slim, and doesn't, like, without some sort of, like, hey, here's the updates that's coming, you know, we're adding more courses, we're adding more of this, that, whatever, I can't really get out there and be like, you should grab this thing. The, I think I wanted more what is it mario strikers was the soccer uh, yeah. one yeah. yes uh, then then kind of like of course you want to have your straight golf game in there for people who want that that's fine but a little more personality and maybe a little more um goofiness and or option to add that stuff in i think i think i agree with you alex i think the the power-ups aren't they don't feel it, it doesn't feel like a big summon or anything like that no like in, a, in a final fantasy game you kind of just do a backflip and then your ball goes further or, or something else. Or knock someone else's ball or it turns yeah. them into an egg or something. And <laughs> right. it's like, that's fine. But like every time it happened when I was playing in a normal game, it was like, all right, this is a mild inconvenience, whatever. Like none of it really felt like it was game changing in any way, shape or form. It does add a nice incentive when you're in the running around to gather coins. Cause those mm-hmm. seem to fill up your meter. Uh, and that's, and that's neat. But I, I, in the single player thing, I was skipping. I wasn't even talking to everybody in that game that you could talk to. Like the, you know, the, a lot of the people NPCs, you can have prompts because they the personality didn't seem to be there. As opposed to something like that very recent Paper Mario, where I wanted to talk to everybody because it was it was a very interesting and the writing was very good. So I, I'm kind of with you. Uh, I I think I'll play more with uh, my son. My daughter didn't even want to touch it, uh, <laughs> and like I was like, you should try it. But then I was relieved because I would have felt bad because once we got into it, it's only two-player local. So you can only do split-screen with two players. You could do more if you have an online switch. online is four. Yeah, and it, or, or I think you could do the like two switches near each other too. Yeah. Um, but it's only two per switch on split-screen. And then uh, when you pop a super off, that thing drops the resolution pretty severely like that you notice that it gets chunky in a way that i haven't seen a game do in a while that Uh, switch hardware is getting pretty long in tooth i know it doesn't feel like 
Well, yeah, because it's only been out since, like, what, 2016, 17? So, yeah, Yeah. Switch is a little over four years old, but that chip, the chip in that thing was not brand new to begin with. Like, that hardware, I mean, I don't don't know what is going on with the Switch Pro stuff. Like, also, I hate the name (laughs) Switch Pro. I hate hate that that is caught on. Pro is the We have nothing else to call it, unfortunately. Possible suffix for upgraded consoles. It sounds so dumb, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like everybody talked like that thing was going to get revealed before or at E3 and then nothing. I I think they do need a, a refresh. I'm a little afraid as the gap widens, what that, what that could mean for people who have the, um, stock switch or at least the, the kind of launch switch versus people who will get a bumped up switch, you know, like yeah. as, as technology increases, if, if they make it the the upgrade it kind of needs without making it the switch two and just put a clear line in the sand and say we have a different platform or I, like i don't want the n64 uh mega pack or whatever they call it, the expansion pack right i don't mm-hmm. want it to be like hey you got a you got a better version of this game that two percent of games will implement because yeah, it's like, a better thing yeah N- nintendo has traditionally been terrible about terrible. leveraging hardware upgrades in one direction or the other either they don't bother they don't do anything with the extra power or they make games that use that extra power that shut out people with the old systems you yeah, know like right that, like that first hyrule warriors game on the original 3ds was like borderline unplayable <laughs> if you didn't have the new version of the switch like they, they just they either don't care or they screw it up like i i don't know how that's gonna go i don't know either and um i i don't know if i'm ready for a switch a total switch two and i don't think they're gonna leave people who have a switch in the oh, dust. Man. You're saying I you're hope. not ready for the to make the switch. <laughs> oh boy. The switch switch. The, the, the super switch. The big uh, switch. If they're gonna make the switch to the new switch. I yeah. I, I want to know if they're gonna maintain like accessory compatibility. Like, is it gonna yeah. be the same form factor? Will it fit in the old docks? Will the st- standard Joy-Cons fit on the new thing? Because if they are <sighs> people have been definitely not talking about myself here, people have <laughs> invested a lot of money in switch accessories and if yeah. all of those get left behind when you get the new switch that's gonna be bad what what they will probably do right like my my guess the thing i would probably put some money on is they will do a refresh of the switch it will be better battery life slightly slightly better processor slightly better screen um and and they'll call it a day there and things will run a little bit better when in handheld mode and probably run pretty similar when docked. That's my guess. My guess is that also this is very specifically to make sure that third-party ports can just work on that thing mm. and not be complete garbage. Yeah, that's. I guess that's the problem, though. What if you have a Switch stock and you get that third-party port? We there? have a cloud streaming solution for you. <laughs> there you yeah, go. That's, okay, that's it. Enough. I mean, even, even an upgraded Switch is not going to be able to handle PS5 Series X games, like, mm-hmm. not even close. So. No, but anything that is, like, crossing the, the PS4, PS5 border, sure. you know, I, if they, they could probably get an, an OG PS4 game to run on a new yeah, version yeah, of that hardware, yeah, and it'd be yeah, fine. Yeah, I mean, you've been seeing, you know, even here and there, like, Immortals... Uh, that Ubisoft oh, Phoenix Rising game. Yeah. Like, like that that came out on the Switch in addition to big consoles so it is it is happening here and there I mean Ubisoft has always been willing to try their shit on Nintendo hardware wherever they can <laughs> there's no platform they will not put out a game on well yeah. especially I mean listen they have a very special relationship with Nintendo they are they are big big fans of that Nintendo platform they're ra- uh, they're Rabbids and uh, Mario very popular game friends forever friends forever they will never Hey, we'll do Rabbids and Mario, but you have to put all your stuff on our Switch. <laughs> like, oh, okay, we'll figure out a way to make it work. 
we can engineer this. You may have our French idiot rabbits if you like. That's fine. <laughs> I bet those rabbits pull in bank. They they seem very popular. Do they still like? I know that like, and I'm not. I'm excluding that last Mario versus Rabbits game, mm-hmm. which was a surprise to everyone and was great. But like, up leading between that era of like the the heyday of the Rabbits games and Mario versus Rabbits. I know they did a cartoon. I know they had yeah. some other things. But like, what was the actual popularity level of that stuff in that window? I enough to make a cartoon i think that cartoon is like d- done well yeah but then uh, minions came along kind of ate their I was, lunch i was i was just sitting here waiting to ask you the question if you had to choose rabbits oh. or minions minions really rabbits yeah really rabbits so Dude, the minions rabbits all day Minions no, have a like, conscience, and rabbits are just pure chaos. Yeah, rabbits are sociopaths. Like, yeah. whereas the minions, like, they want to do well. The problem is that they're predisposed to do well for evil people. Well, mm. they just they just need guidance. They need they uh, need guidance. They need a firm hand. That, whereas is, rabbits, there's no controlling them. Yeah, that that's why I like them. The, does that explain why there are so many minions memes out there? Dude, they make a minions joke in the new Fast and Furious movie. Oh boy! Wait, really? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't want to spoil the joke. I, that's I, it. Actually, it, like when it happened, I was like, "Is it?" That's actually funny, and I'm mad at it. But is, yes, is it, is it just somebody saying the word "minions," or do you actually see a minion? There is a reference they are making to something on screen looking like minions, and it is mm. actually very funny, which made me mad. I would have to go check, but I would probably put. I'd. I'd probably say Minions have made a Fast and Furious joke by this point in some Minion property. I feel like by the time they wrap up these next two movies, we're looking at a Minions Fast and Furious crossover. Oh, put a Minion. Yeah. uh, Well, we already have Dom's brother, so it can't be a Minion as Dom's brother. Um, Well, they did a cartoon, if I remember correctly. There was a Fast and Furious cartoon that was like supposed to be Dom's uh, cousin. Sort of like a James Bond Jr. kind of thing. Yeah. But I know, I don't know if that ever actually took off. I know they released it, but I don't know if anyone cared about it. They should put they should put Dom in uh, in Mortal Kombat, uh, where his, like like he can call in his car, dude. And stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. I was just randomly thinking last night, like <laughs> I wonder if if and when they make another MK, what is the slate of DLC characters going to be? Because like they've kind of done the whole horror movie roster at this point. Dominic like, twice. is it Toretto? Dominic like, Toretto. What if it's so, just Fast and Furious characters as the DLC? The well, that's what it is now, right? It's like action movie characters and horror movie characters. I, yeah, they it? have been. You're right. They've been moving in that direction. Like, not well. Let's see. They got the Terminator in there, but they did Rambo. Get, like, they did do Rambo. You're right. I was going to say yeah. like this. They haven't quite gotten like Dutch from Predator yet, but they did get. No. They have the, the Predator was in Marvel the Marvel. Predator was a yeah. character in one of them. I think that might have been X. Okay. Yeah, what I what I mean is just straight up human characters. Yeah. Like they're still yeah. doing mostly like monsters and robots, but like you know, like Ash from Evil Dead was rumored for a while that didn't mm-hmm. quite come together. Yeah, I think that licensing deal fell through, but they, I'm sure they would still try and do it if they could. I think it's Dom because I think Dom is the only like through line through that series where it's just like he's he's both the muscle and also like the main character, mm. so he kind of fits. Um, I think. God, like, who the hell are even, like, modern action characters? Got, like, Jason Statham, like, uh, they're all yeah. in the Fast and Furious, so you just you just knock knock them out into the. You could say it movies. was Jason Statham from Crank, Jason Statham yeah, from The yeah, Transporter, yeah, Jason Statham right. from Fast and Furious, it's just Jason he, Statham. He's, oh, he's cool. got a new movie where he's, like, a, uh, he works for the secu- as a security guard, right, uh, for, like, uh, uh, but he's an inside guy, I don't know, I saw the, I saw the trailer, it was, like, now that I don't go to the movies that much, it's just, like, Jason Statham has a new movie, I don't get to see these trailers anymore. 
Could you just imagine the fatalities that crank Jason Statham would have? That would be very good. God, they should make a third crank movie. Um, Not to diverge too much, but I will just say horror characters wise, the only ones that I can think of off the top of my head they haven't touched. Chucky, oh, Pinhead. Huh. A Chucky um, um, Yeah, sure. Uh, there's a lot of bargain Chucky basement movie. ones that maybe they Leather, shouldn't go Leatherface? for. Did they ever get Leatherface in there? I think they did do Leatherface. Okay. The Leprechaun um, from Leprechaun. They have not done the Leprechaun. They have not done Pumpkinhead. Okay. Okay. Uh, put uh, put Christian Slater from J- uh, Tremors. Just uh, sure. Just put him in there. Wait, how about Tristan how about, Slater? Isn't he about, in Tremors? No, it's Kevin Bacon. Oh, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. How about uh, the Blob from the 1988 remake of The Blob? Oh, I think you need a character that at least has one catchphrase because they have to say something to the That's character true. at the beginning. That is true. Mm. Yeah, the Blob does not sad- sadly does not have a catchphrase. Um, God, I don't know, man. Like fucking rawhead Rex. I mean, we're getting really get scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Uh, put what's his face from Lost Boys? Uh, uh, Kiefer Kiefer Sutherland. And not the put- head vampire. No, not that. Nobody knows okay. that. And then just put Donald Sutherland from uh, uh, Backdraft <laughs> in there because he wants to watch it burn. Okay. Just, uh, snaps his fingers and uh, love to watch it burn. What do you What do you do to old ladies? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's his catchphrase. That's that's, that's yeah. what he's just okay. burn him. It's <laughs> just oh god. That's all he does. That, it just says I burn him. I burn him to every question that he's asked. What a weird movie. It a is a movie. weird fucking movie. I feel like I might have seen that movie too young. Um, oh yeah, I was uh, like ten or eleven when I saw that movie. Uh, oh, what about the fly? Uh, okay. Speaking of the Cronenberg fly, like you saying movies that you saw too young immediately made me think of the fly. Yes, <laughs> I should not have seen that movie at the age that I saw it. And I'll tell you, Jeff Goldblum definitely down for it, so he'll be in anything if you ask him nice enough. Yeah, maybe maybe you just make a Jeff Goldblum fighter and just put all the characters that Jeff Goldblum has been in it. Okay. I w- okay. Seth Brundle, Ian Malcolm. Uh, uh-huh. um, that's that's all I got. What? Uh, he's got the the character from the cowboy from uh, uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the uh, Jeff Goldblum from Earth Girls Are Easy. You got. Um, I mean, there's, there's a there's a history there. The problem uh, with him, though, is that you would never get past the opening preamble where he's talking to the fighters because he would just be observing things and talking ad nauseum. Yes. It's like, okay, so let me get this straight: you're um, you're a ninja, <laughs> but also uh, you uh, you you freeze things. Like, is that is that traditional within your group? Like, is, are there a lot of freezy ninjas? Because that sounds very interesting to me. I'd like to know more. Uh, you're so, working very, on this one. No, I haven't. I have not at all. Yes. Uh, he's he's in a he's in a lot of things. He's got a very long page. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, anyway, uh, Mario anyway. Golf. <laughs> I don't know how we needs, got here. Somebody needs to make a Jeff Goldblum game. Maybe, maybe it's like a a, a kind of a visual novel or a text adventure game where all the characters from Jeff Goldblum are in populate some kind of world. Uh, yeah, and make it a basketball game. Yes, Mario, uh, Mario Golf Super Rush. Eh, seems okay. Eh, eh, eh. eh. Seems like I will continue playing it for a while uh, with the kids. Or at least with with my son. Hopefully, my daughter wants to try it. She did not seem too happy about that game choice. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that uh, we spent some time with this week: Scarlet Nexus. Mm-hmm. Brad Shoemaker. Mm-hmm. What do you want to tell us about Scarlet Nexus? How deep 
does this nexus go? Could I interest you in a team of plucky mm-hmm. anime teens okay. mm-hmm. with psychokinetic powers? Psychokinetic, mm. got it. Who have been drafted into some kind of organized military force Okay. to fight a bunch of weird monsters <laughs> invading a giant city. I'm in. The, okay. you're, you're just describing 13 Sentinels, so it's, I'm in. Yeah, yes, it's anime is what right. I'm trying to say. It's very anime. It's, it's got it's it's got some definite uh some some anime tropes that is for sure. This one's coming out of uh, uh Bandai Namco Bandai, Studios. Bandai Namco joint. Yeah. Uh and yeah, it's uh it's available across the board here and um <coughs> I'm playing on PS5. $60, right? It's a $60 yeah, game. It's yeah, got it's a full, game, full price. It's cross gen, right? I think it's PS4 and PS5, right? PS4, right. PS5, yeah. Because yeah. when I bought the PS5 version, I got got the PS4 version as well. Xbox One, Series X, Windows. It's um, so basically the the combat. Well, yeah, the combat and the gameplay boils down to you pick one of two characters from the start, and you kind of go down their story road, and these stories run parallel uh, to each other, so they're not um, they're not completely independent. They kind of weave in and out, at least yeah. th- throughout what I've been through in the game. And they both have uh, this kind of, they call it psychokinesis. It's basically telekinesis. I'm not exactly sure where the difference comes from, but they can control objects with their mind, these two characters. Yes. And then they pair you up with other characters from your squad occasionally, and you can Mm -hmm. kind of like siphon their power and use it as well. Yeah. You know, that's like like pyrokinesis or I guess cryokinesis is a word Mm -hmm. probably. (laughs) Stuff like like slow down, slow down time kinesis. Or speed up, yeah. I forget what they call it, yes. Uh, (laughs) Like the combat's not bad in that game. Like it's got a nice push-pull of like you're doing melee attacks and you have a melee attack that charges your psychic meter and then when you use the psychic powers, that can combo back into more melee so you can kind of like leapfrog back and forth. Like that has a nice flow to it and you can pop those side character powers in, in line uh, with those combos, like it's it's pretty mobile. It feels decent. It's not like I don't. It's not as snappy as like a Bayonetta to me or a mm. name your favorite character action game. Like it's it's a little bit mushier. You name mine. So okay, <laughs> like you can't uh, you can't cancel out of combos with the dash as much as I would like. You kind of you kind of lock into your attacks a little bit, and then you end up taking damage if you don't plan ahead very well. Um, yes, like you get locked into like your big bigger moves and. And that can be frustrating. Uh, but I'll say the one thing that kind of stood out to me watching you guys play yesterday was I like the smashing objects against other people thing. The flinging stuff around mm-hmm. seemed pretty good, at least. Yeah, there's tons of tons of stuff in the environment to fling at things, and that feels real good. And some of those are very big and have like a little mini game attached to them. It's like I'm gonna pull this giant crane full of construction materials down on this thing, and then then I have to hit the two sticks at the right time to make it work. It, yes, it has a vibe. Those bigger ones have a vibe of kind of the environmental attacks in Yakuza, where you know you you can't continually do them, but when you hit when you pull them off and you do the little mini game, they're kind of they're big and awesome. They're, but yes. they're they're kind of set piece um, set piece attacks. You um you have your so that's your combat, and then throughout all of that, you have your kind of <laughs> your story just, and your dressing just around it. it. Just say it. Uh, your anime. Your anime. Well, you're, There's I a was, lot of anime. It's very talky. It's very verbose. It's um, you're part of a platoon. Each each character you can pick to play. The playable characters are part of platoons, and they each have their motivations and their uh, um, uh, uh, wants and needs. You have a uh, Kasane, who's this, this character I'm playing as. Uh, 
And in this universe, there are characters that are scouted for their abilities to be in the OSF. That's the kind of military organization. Or you can volunteer, and there's a kind of discrimination against people who volunteer when they're older. And she's got this sister, and she's part of this um, uh, Randall Empire, and she's adopted. And there's a there's a whole lot going on there. And then uh, Yuito, that's the uh, yeah, other that's character. The male, that's the male character. Yeah, like, uh, like, yeah, like he's the son of the chief of the OSF, so right. he's like from he's like from some fancy elite family. And like the one the one actually interesting aspect of the story, and I don't know how much they lean into this over time, is how much they harp on like news media yes, kind of rah rah military propaganda type stuff like like every time you come back from a mission there are all these cameras and reporters in your face going like like how great is the osf and you yeah. know what you know I don't, I don't know if that becomes a major thing down the line but that kind of caught my interest a little bit i mean they but, set up a thing where like there was a one mission section where it was like one of your team members decides to blow up a bunch of those cameras while they're doing battle because there's like right. i don't want to be bothered by this Yes. I can't I have to believe they are setting up some kind of conflict there between you and the media. Otherwise, that's yeah. a very weird subplot to just kind of leave hanging there. Yeah, I haven't gotten there yet, but I was thinking some kind of setup for like uh um you know, uh the the media is going to report on something that didn't happen or some kind of They're going to uh, frame you. Yes, some kind of inside job that you need to get to the bottom of. Uh the teens, what seem like teens in this actually have age regressing uh take age re- regression uh uh drugs to wait so you don't know how old they are. are are you making that up no that's true what um i don't know what, that maybe, maybe maybe that's in your story <laughs> i didn't get that uh, they, they mentioned it they mentioned it during our playthrough too they, okay, they, you can't it. tell how old anybody is well, we just of course you can't seni- seniority is a is a thing that we just respect power like who knows how old we are that's don't uh, worry know. about it i'm actually a dragon <laughs> that's right just like i'm not wave some of this away don't worry about the relationship stuff I do um, remember the one character in your squad who very clearly identifies himself as a capital A adult, and everyone is very taken back. Like, what does that mean? What does what does it mean to be an adult? And it's like, oh god. Uh, did, you, did you get Did you get too far down the road of the bonding episodes? Yeah, I, I did a couple of bonding things. Those that you use bonding uh, very well, very much like a social link in a Persona oh, yeah. game. Yes, very much. Uh, where uh, you will get bonuses, as as Brad, you were mentioning before, when you kind of. Um, team up with a partner to use their powers the more you are bonded with them the more um, bonuses you get when you team up with them and uh, your ability uh, benefits on that but I have found myself really buttoning through that dialogue yeah, at a yeah, pace some, that is just like alright let's go let's go especially some of those side stories are very wordy and a little bit slow oh kind of drag gosh. Yeah, but you, but you do get good stuff out. Like you know, you straight up upgrade your companions' attacks by doing those things. I mean, you could skip those if you want. You could like start the bonding cutscene and literally just hit the skip button and get yeah. the better attack, and like that's fine. I, it's interesting. What if, you, what if you miss something important? So I did the opposite side. If if uh, people watched the stream we did where Brad you were playing as Yuito and did the you know meet up with Kasane and find the pen, I had the opposite side of that where that was oh you also find the pen. Well, yeah. you also had to find the chief's fountain pen. Yeah, huh? and I met up with Yuito, and you know it was it kind of same, I saw same the dialogue? other side of it. Well, I, yeah, but I, yeah, but I saw the other side of how okay. it was set up. Uh, but you know that part's cool. The part that's not super cool is like you had a thing where Yuito was part got this distress call and had to go help help somebody, and then somebody got injured, and he went to the safe house so they can heal up. On Kasane's side, got a distress call, different part of the map. Uh, it was actually the place you had gone first, and um, somebody got injured, and we have to go to the Randall safe house uh, where mm. that we have. And it was like, 
I heard you know somebody had mentioned it diverges later on more into, but it's very, very similar so far between these two stories, except the characters. Uh, Yuito is very uh, chipper and kind of maybe naive, uh, uh, whereas Kasane is kind of more serious and and uh, I'd like her, but more pragmatic, let's say. Right. Uh, so it's that part is. Listen, people do it well. I again, I think Thirteen Sentinels does a lot of that anime trope stuff and takes it in interesting directions. It gets outside of some of those things, even while it is living in it. It, it does interesting things in that space. This so far to me, and I'm not extremely far in it. I, like I said, I'm buttoning through it very quickly because I find it to be long winded and yeah. not that original. And, uh, and it repeats itself. It's circular. Yes. A lot of time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So like I, like when we did that one bonding episode at the end of that stream, I feel like like five separate times the characters were just like, "Oh, we haven't gotten to catch up in a while. I love talking to you." And it's just yeah. Like, yeah, we kind of we get it. We get yeah. it. It feels like this one is going to kind of live and die by how much you are want to invest in a story that, like you said, is very tropey, and how much you like the aesthetics. Which I will say that I do like the environments yeah. in that game a lot. I hate the enemy designs. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. You don't like the, the brawn yawn. Dude, they are way too mishmashy of just weird nonsense, and not in like a good way to me. Like the first enemies you see are just like walking flower vases, and it's just yeah, yeah, I'm not sure what that. The others they call them. Uh, Yeah, and like I'll I'll go along with some real dumb enemy designs in the right circumstances. Like this one just doesn't feel like it has any coherence to it. Yeah, sure. Like it kind of got me thinking about like the bayonetta enemy design and how all that stuff feels like it does have thematic coherence. Yeah, it's of a piece. Whereas this just is like, what are you doing? Right. It's just kind of all over the place. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't particularly mind it on the design level. I think the thing that bugged me was. Uh, we were talking about the powers and how there's this rock, paper, scissors. And if you have flame ability, you you can be strong against like an enemy made of oil. And so on Yuito's story, you were fighting the same exact character design, except they were called like oil pot or something. Yeah. And on, and on uh, Yuito's, when I played, same exact enemies, except they were filled with water because I had electricity. So like yeah. just kind of the reskinning or relabeling enemies to have different properties that fit that was a, was a little bit of a i don't know it, it didn't that part didn't feel super great watching both of those makes me wonder when i if and when i go through a second playthrough if i'm going to just be trying to cruise through that stuff as quickly as possible especially in the early goings uh the, you got some uh, ability uh, drops you know you got some like you know you drop points in um you level up drop points into the trees seem different i looked back and um the trees seem different between the characters um and you get different slots for boosts. And, and again, I'm not super duper far in it, but uh, what I played so far, I will keep going with this. I think it's interesting enough where I want to see, because there's no story hook yet. Nothing yeah. has, at least when I've been playing so far, the the big thing hasn't happened yet. And I'm uh, more than a couple of hours in. So yeah, I'm I mean, kind of waiting you know, to see what happens. Introducing like two dozen characters in that first like three hours or something. Yeah. It feels like. Yeah. Do you feel like the, do you feel like the menu design, like the graphic design in the menus is pretty reminiscent of near automata like it really yes. looks that way to me like even the same color scheme and yes, like for sure faux computer readout looking cyber stuff like it really is evocative of those it's not like a bad thing but it sure is reminiscent yeah even the map stuff uh yeah. it, it yes. feels similar um but yeah i i i i think the the combat seems when you're in the combat and you're doing the crush meter and you're getting it i like it it feels fun when you're when you're manipulating the other powers to do cool combos like that stuff is neat. I don't know if you had any of the multiplication combos or like the the person who can like 
Uh, their power is multiplication, but that's cool because it, it multiplies objects when you do psychokinesis. And oh yes, yes, I did. Yeah, I did the one where like kind of every object in the area just kind of converges. That's the double psychokinesis. Oh, that's a, oh, that's right. The, yes. That's the, the stacked. That's cool too. So like those yeah. things are interesting, and, and and manipulating that stuff seems neat. So I on the Vinny scale of am I going to put it down or am I going to keep going? I think I'm going to keep going with this one at least at least until I um I also am further along on a percentage wise of that story than i thought i would be at even with the limited time i've played so huh. uh, when, I, when i looked at the percentage done of the achievement of the story i was higher than i thought for the further along than I thought. so we'll see yeah. how long those go when i was thinking about that because like you don't see a lot of games like this anymore that is like i oh, pick a character they each have a unique story because like who's going to spend the money to make multiple stories that don't like most people are only going to play one of right yeah like well we, the cutscene stuff is interesting i don't hate it but the um it does have uh, uh, fully, you know, animated cutscenes mixed in with just stills, still frame cutscenes uh, of people talking. A lot of it's voiced. A lot of the side in-game, side mission character stuff is not voiced, but the cutscene stuff seems mostly voiced. And I don't mind the English dub on it. It seems seems okay. It's yeah. It seems yeah. fine. Yeah. Serviceable. Yeah. Uh, fine is kind of how I would describe the game. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not terrible. It's all right, but it's yeah. not mind blowing. Uh, so Scarlet Nexus out now. Uh, you can check it out again uh, across the board there um, on the Xbox platform, PlayStation platforms, and then Steam. I don't think it's on Epic Game Store, so uh, I'm looking for it there. Uh, so other thing I tried, um, but only for uh, like an hour and a half or so, is that Necromunda Hired Gun, and I'll just mention that in playing that because it. I wasn't sure what that game was, and now I have a much better idea of what that game is. It is um, it is a much faster-paced, Doom-like experience, like a mobility game. Really? Where, yeah, where you're fighting around, you're moving around on a, on a, in a battle arena in a map um, pretty quickly trying to get to encounter to encounter there. Uh, uh, keep, your, keep moving, you know? It's not a take cover and hunker down. It is a run on walls grappling huh. hook uh game i feel like you have reloading. awoken brad here ah. yeah yeah it's um i was kind of surprised by that uh and you know within the warhammer 40k universe right. like uh, I, I think of Mundiverse. i don't i don't think of anybody in the warhammer fiction not that i'm a huge warhammer fan but i don't think of anybody as being nimble or moving quickly <laughs> yeah in, like, it's a very um, lumbering franchise yes. by I, design that, Every, everybody is wearing 800 pound power armor or they just weigh 800 pounds of muscle right that, i feel like that's definitely the most broadcast part of that i mean it's a pretty deep <laughs> deep is maybe not the right word the hmm. dense uh lore there there are a lot of different characters for sure but yeah this this is a you have a hub and you go on missions and in those missions you are in these arenas where the music kicks up the doom-esque music kicks up and you are just moving uh and shooting off of walls and stuff like that and uh, okay. jumping around yeah it's, grappling onto enemies so i only got the grappling hook pretty near the end of my playthrough but um it's a traversal thing there's verticality in that game in, in a way that i did not expect and i'm interested in it i'll probably go back into that and see where things move uh, forward it's also a loot based game so you're getting oh. drops and uh, uh kind of upgrades to your gun and, and those kind of things so, interesting there i might have to check that out uh that's just that one briefly and then um uh the other one i know you played much more of than i did brad is uh that lego builders game yes you want to how about how do you feel about popping our break real quick and then we'll come back and dig oh, into sure. that that game's interesting 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with some uh, Lego Builder, and then we'll. I should probably say too. We, I wanted to do this. We always forget this each week. Uh, we're going to talk about the news a little bit later on. Some of the control news and the house mark news. Uh, yes. A little after the break here. So stick around. We'll be right back with some Lego Builders Journey. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions. And at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200. My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. This week's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. You're not going to walk out of the house naked, right? Not if I can help it. You're going to put your VPN on first. Yeah, of course. Of course. One leg at a time, like I always do. <laughs> ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. I just use ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access the internet, let's say. Yeah. What, what are you doing on that vacation there? I was. I had to access my GitHub account, uh -huh. and I was doing yes. some coding. And then I'm sure. I, I've used my ExpressVPN and then VPNed into my home computer. Likely story. Uh-huh. And then uh, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos, uh, you know, and it's That's fast That's what enough. they all it's, say. It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD problemless on the hotel Wi-Fi. And they didn't know, they didn't know a damn thing. Says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com slash nextlander and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN. Expressvpn.com slash nextlander. Thanks, ExpressVPN. And we are back. And as promised, 
Lego Builder's Journey. We promised. We have to to make good on talking about Lego Builder's Journey. What a pleasant surprise that game is. I guess it was an Apple Arcade game, which I had never heard of because I don't really keep up with Apple Arcade. I don't know about you guys. I didn't actually know they were still doing regular stuff on Apple Arcade. I thought that was one of the many initiatives that kind of fallen apart. I mean, I think that new Sakaguchi RPG, Fantasian is the name. Hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure that was an Apple Arcade release. Okay. There, there are some games still coming out on there, but um, it finally came out on like Switch, Steam, Epic. It's, it's kind of everywhere now. Um, it's really interesting. It's like, uh, it's exactly what you think a mobile puzzle game would be. It's like these very small floating islands made out of Legos, and you're just moving Legos around to solve little puzzles and stuff. But it tells a story, mm-hmm. which is ostensibly kind of a father-son hiking through the wilderness kind of thing. And then it goes real weird. <laughs> Okay. Ways that I, Vinny, I don't think you've gotten there yet, so I don't want to talk too much about it. No, I just got up to the the parent-child wilderness adventure and then uh, made the campfire, got the title screen. Yes. Oh, okay. I got, okay. I see where this is. This is interesting. The first time I sat down to play it, I did exactly the same thing. I got about that far and I was like, okay, I see what this game is. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll come back to this later. And then I came back to it later and like right after that, things get real sideways. Okay. Uh, In ways that you don't expect if you think that what you see in the first few levels is the whole game. How long is it? Um, I haven't finished it yet. I got stuck on a couple puzzles. It gets kind of tricky. Mm. Um, it's not like it, the interface I would not say is super well adapted to PC. Yes. Like there are spots. There are definitely spots where it feels like, Oh, you just kind of shoehorned mouse and keyboard into what should be a touchscreen game. I also tried playing with the controller just to see if it would alleviate some of that. And I went back to the, the, the mouse and right. the keyboard, but it is, Click to pick up a piece, hold to put a piece down. Yeah, I'm still it's hours into the game. I still <laughs> have not gotten used to like the click and hold to place yeah. a piece. Like just put that on right click or something. I don't yes, know. and then and then uh, click to um, once you're holding a piece, click to rotate the piece, and then but it's right click and drag to get like a th- like you can move maybe 45 degrees either direction to yeah, see around. Yeah, you can't rotate full 360 but you got a decent range of motion, but then if you if you leave it too long at an off angle yes. it'll slowly drift back to default, which also feels like a very iPad like <laughs> iOS design convention yeah. that I don't love. Like it's it's a little bit clumsy the way they adapted it, but it also has whole- this tilt shifty kind of Yeah, like- well so like the only reason like the, the, I I can't believe I'm sitting here talking <laughs> like enthusiastically about a Lego game. The only reason I downloaded this game is because it has a really nice ray tracing implementation. Mm, so if you have, huh. if you have a ray tracing card on PC, you should check this game out. It's only 20 bucks. It looks incredible. Yeah. Uh, it's a like really even, nice Lego rendered vibe. Right. Like, I mean, the, on a tech level, it looks fantastic because they are really employing ray tracing stuff kind of top to bottom, but also just like even as an, as an aesthetic exercise, the way that they adapt, I assume you saw some of this stuff like, you know, mud. early, yeah, the mud is like literally what I'm thinking of. Like they take all these naturalistic environment aspects of, an, of, of the environment and turn them into Legos in really clever ways. Yeah. Like there are these bubbling mud pits made out of Lego. Mm-hmm. So it's just brown Legos, right? But you've got like the, the little pegs sort of bubbling and popping every few seconds. Yeah. Like I'm sure you've seen some of those waterfalls that are also just made out of little transparent Lego pieces. Yeah. It's, it, you know, you see some of that in the Lego movie stuff. And, but yeah, it, sure. It, it, it is well done here. It is, yeah. um. It is, but if you're thinking of Lego movie zany vibe, that is not the vibe no, I got. No, this, this, this game is like painfully twee. This like is like mm, Annapurna be, made the be Lego warned. game. Maybe be warned. I, I, I like it a lot. I don't have a problem with this, but it does have that like slightly hipster twee vibe that a lot of iOS games have. 
Uh, yeah, uh, but I, you, I enjoyed if you it. Find, if you find that off-putting, like this is very much that. I, I like that sort of thing. Uh, um, do the levels get bigger? No, they're always kind of pretty self-contained. Like okay. I, I, I don't know. I would estimate. What do you think? Those like thirty-two by thirty-two Lego <laughs> yeah, Lego spaces or something. They're always very small. Okay. They get a lot more mechanically dense, though. Again, I don't want to like spoil where it goes exactly because those surprises are pretty startling in some cases. Well, uh, on its most get, basic level, the puzzles I have had are get character from point A to point B by laying a path of Lego. So, so it is always that. It is always the ultimate solution to every stage is just get the character from one end to the other. Okay. It's it's more the things you're doing to make those paths and interact with the environment start getting a lot weirder and more mechanical. Does like, it feel like you can do things your own way or is there a prescribed way to do it? It's getting to the point where I'm at now. You can kind of make your own path a little more. Okay. But in some clumsy ways, not necessarily in like satisfying ways, more in like, oh, if I had known I could sort of cheat or shortcut like that, I could have solved this uh, way faster. Like things don't always have to line up exactly like they should. Um, I have a but, little trouble earlier. I'm sure this gets clearer of the amount, this, the, the height a character can jump to reach a, a brick. It seems yeah. like maybe a one brick tall and also jump over. It seems like maybe one one dot over yes there's there's definitely some trial and error of like oh wait you mean you really can't make that jump like really like oh i couldn't quite tell what the distance was oh that's two blocks instead of one i didn't quite rotate the camera right or whatever like and you can't manipulate blocks that are under other blocks you have to take each one off and and i've gotten into stages where i have like six blocks stacked up and i need to move the bottom one and it's like yes "Ah, it's way fast it's easier to just restart this level and (laughs) in a different way even in the early goings, um, I ran into some of that. And the character you're trying to move or get to move, the, the character moves on its own just where there's an available space, but it's, they'll move to the last block you placed that the character can interface with. Yeah. So if you're unstacking something and trying to find a free spot to put something and it's behind the character, that character will jump backwards to that yes. spot, which you know helps in moving the character around so you can get to the bricks underneath uh, them. But, you know, it's maybe... I'm, I've felt... Like I have unintentionally moved the character often. Parts of the game design are definitely a little klutzy, uh, yeah. but it's so charming and it's, it really looks good. Like if you have a ray tracing capable card and you just want to see something that is using that really effectively, like it's like pushing photorealistic in some spots. Yeah. Especially if you keep playing it, you'll see what I mean. It, without saying too much about how the setting changes, it gets way more mechanical, hmm. a lot more weird lights. Okay. Not so much naturalistic light, you know, it's just like moonlight for a lot of that early part, but later on you're getting a lot of weird lighting stuff, cool. weird mecha- I, mechanical I, stuff, and then you get to the point where like, oh, this piece has a straight up lantern in it, so if you really just want to get super like render nerd about it, you can just like drag this light source around the environment and see okay. what it does to everything in a really fun, like almost tech demo kind of way. I am on i I've got a 2080 here now, my, or sorry, 2070, um, um, now my computer is getting a little older. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a good computer. It's getting a little older. Uh, might maybe I'm starting to have issues with the power supply. My computer's starting to bog down in weird, in weird, unnatural ways uh, that traditionally you would say, "Well, just reinstall Windows 10." Kind of ways that are like it's getting a little, it's getting a little stuffy in that closet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had this thing. Uh, I I I pushed it to highest, and it started. A chugging a bit for me in a okay. way that it, it couldn't handle so. it's a demanding it's a demanding game like game, but, games but, that use really heavy ray tracing are they they eat 
compute power for sure. And which was just a little shocking because it's such a cute, adorable right. little game yes. in this micro scale. That's like this is a very small scene with these solid color backgrounds or at least right. gradient backgrounds. Like sixty like percent of the screen is empty. Like it's <laughs> yeah. this right. tiny little floating puzzle level in the middle of like nothing, just a color, solid color, and it's yeah. still yeah. You can you can like flip DLSS on and off there and see how much that changes you know the frame rate and stuff. It's like it's it's weird as a, a little tech demo as well as this cutesy little like really interesting clever game. Like you should you should get a little deeper into it at least see some I will, of the for more sure. mechanical stuff I'm talking about because it's definitely like I don't want to I don't want to say it's like quite portal esque you know but you know how games like Portal are like oh this seemed like one thing and then it turned into something kind of different yes. like it's, yeah, it's very like much that, that. it's yes. very much that. Uh, not not use... quite frog fractions levels, but no, uh, no, 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 no. It's like still the same kind of game. It's just like oh, the setting and what's going on here has gotten very surreal all of a sudden. Uh, the, I, uh, I, I, if 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 you're interested in like that kind of tech, that kind of graphics tech, and 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 that sort of thing, like it's a really good showpiece for that. The uh, um, the price is what twenty twenty bucks, yeah. Okay, and uh, I had it on the Epic Games Store, but it's yeah. available on Steam it's as well. On, it's on Steam. It's on Switch as well. I mean, obviously, you're not going to get all the bells and whistles on, on there. Okay. Or or on iPad for iOS for that matter. But they don't do. Um, I mean, you'll get a nice resolution if you're on one of those super screens, I guess. Yes. On, uh, uh, yes. The tablet. For sure. Um, and that's it, pretty much for the game stuff. I think this week, uh, yeah. we're we're hitting a point. We just did, uh, we recorded our Plan Orama. That's a, a a podcast where we try to go over the games that are coming out in July or for the month. And we're looking over the calendar. A lot of a lot of re releases, a lot of ports, a lot of um, a lot of known quantity games. Or I think old a handful are- of very cool looking indie games. Definitely yeah. some good good looking indie stuff. But like I would say. This sounds terrible. The marquee game for the month is probably Skyward Sword HD. That's probably the biggest. Like just thing. just as far as thing thing that's going to get the most attention, it's probably that. Which is yeah, really not saying much. Yeah, right. The thing that is probably going to get the most press and attention, right? But yeah, a lot of small stuff coming out, so we'll keep an eye on that. I think we're going to try and jump into some Final Fantasy uh, Integrate. Is that the uh, is that the bonus stuff? So that's the PS Five. It's dude. It's so fucking confusing. <laughs> What's Integra- Integrate? Is the full PS Five package with the new DLC? Okay. Mm-hmm. Intermission with mission all in caps uh, is the new DLC. That's the Yuffie stuff? Yes. Okay. But if you Wait, just Wait, it's own... Yuffie, not Yuffie? Oh, I don't know. I always said okay. Yuffie. I, always I have no idea. Uh, but then if you, only, if you own it on PS4, it is like Final Fantasy VII Remake Upgrade or something like that in the store. <laughs> like, there's skew. Okay. Too many the grades. Pro- the way their products are broken up in the store continues to be very confusing. But like every month, stuff will come out, so we'll, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll that. bounce around. Like I want to get back to Returnal at some point. Yeah, I think things were a little chaotic when that came out, and I didn't have <laughs> yeah. a ton of time to play that. But like, it's going to be a weird year for releases. So yeah, for sure, and I think, in, I, I think into next year as well. Like we'll probably uh, probably be bouncing back and forth, catching up on some stuff here and there. So on that note, should we move into uh, the news for this yeah. week? Yeah, yeah, we've got some news. I think we've been going back and forth about how much news, if any, to do. Mm-hmm. and i think we're, we're figuring it out but i think the the general idea is like the stuff that we are interested in and think other people will be interested in and not try to be a clearing house for every damn thing that happened mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah over the so, course of the week stuff that we can at least keep up with a bit uh and you know there's a lot of different news sources out there for video games yes uh for brad sure. brad what's some stuff that you were thinking uh might be of interest stuff that caught i mean the big thing that caught my eye is this remedy announcement that yeah. they were doing two more control games 
Yeah, uh, and what they uh, what they are, I think, yeah. is even more interesting. Um, they signed back up with 505, who published Control, the mm-hmm. first one. Uh, so they have entered another agreement with them to keep going. I guess they must have been happy with how that arrangement. Oh, did went, they but... say that specifically? Yes. Yeah. This was okay. a, This was a joint release with 505. That interesting. They, are, they will and, be publishing these new games as well. And and the quote on the second one. I'm sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to steal your thunder on getting to this one. But they said, uh, "quote a bigger budget con- control game." To be agreed in more detail in the future. Was yeah, that, apparently... that sounds like that one is down the line a bit. The first one is a co-op PVE game in the Control universe, which I feel I'm like I'm all for. I, I, I totally am too. I really like that kind of game. I feel like it is becoming like kind of a saturated category pretty quickly. It is, but a lot of them are first-person games, and the abilities they give you in that yeah. game, I feel like, actually lend themselves toward that sort of totally, thing very well. Totally. Like Control is very much its own thing in terms of the gameplay combat stuff. So this is a uh, four-player, I think, there are either three or four-player usually, right? So this is a mm-hmm. four-player uh, PvE. Four, four, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's set in the kind of, there aren't a lot of details, but it's set in the bigger kind of controlverse. Like yeah, like if I noticed if you like literally control F sequel in the blog post that Remedy put up and in the press release, that word does not appear anywhere. <laughs> so there's no guarantee that any of this stuff is going to be like more Jesse Faden necessarily, mm-hmm. which I think might be for the best. I haven't played that DLC. I did not. I did not either. The 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 second one. I don't think I played. I feel like they would want to have Jesse Faden be a big part of the main. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying she shouldn't be in them, but but like her particular story, like they they tie a bow on like her whole childhood experience and like that central mystery, pretty well by the end of that game. Yeah. I think so you can tell a, a new mystery with them, especially because I, I honestly I thought the stuff with the brother was like the weakest part of that whole game. Not in yeah. a there was an interesting mystery there. It's the way they tied that bow that was like a little bit of a letdown to me. And I just, I, I think there's a lot you can do with Jesse as a protagonist. That they yeah, they, they, done. they may bring her back, but looking at this blog post that the, uh, the controls game director, Michael Kasserinen, I hope I pronounced that right. Yeah. Like, like he, he, he kept harping on like, Hey, we think this is like a big world with a lot of stories to tell and a lot of, unique characters to look at like the oh yeah re- reading between the lines of the what the stuff they were talking about like you remember that remedy connected universe announcement they made last year yes where they were like hey like all of our games kind of tie together except maybe the ones whose ip we don't own <laughs> right but yes. definitely all the ones that we do own basically are like, alan wake and control are in the same basically world. it's like yeah. i don't know what's up with death rally or max Payne. necessarily yeah maybe the, maybe somewhere in the background there is a noirish detective who can move through bullets very very mm-hmm. slowly but what's uh that? they can't name him his yes his name who can say yeah um, but yeah it, it, this this feels like it's falling on from that of like hey, we have a big cinematic universe that we are building and we might right. do a bunch of different stories and characters and stuff and is, is quantum break part of that or I, does microsoft I, own that from what i looked up before this alan wake and control are the only ones they have explicitly okay. said okay and there's part some of alan, alan wake stuff in control isn't there i think there are some there is they did an altered world event thing that was that. that that second dlc is is pretty alan wake themed is my understanding but people have talked so underwhelmingly about those DLCs. That's part of the reason I didn't go back to them. I've seen uh, people say they were good, but I don't think anyone was like, this is the highlight of this game or anything. Yeah. yeah. So um, there's a, there's a very good piece of concept art. If you, if you go search for it that I really, really like, it's got these four characters kind of sitting on a bench with a body bag in front of them and just a very DMV looking environment. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's full on like the waiting room of the oldest house, like take a number. Yeah, they look very bored in in the kind of control way that I enjoy when things are 
making uh, the mundanity, mundanity, making things mundanity, that are, yeah, that's a yeah, word. yeah, yeah, like supernatural, and it's they've done it so much as mundane. It's that scene in Ghostbusters where they're bringing back the traps, and they're like, uh, you know, they're they're talking to. Um, it's uh, where Winston is interviewing. Uh, when they come back with all the traps, they're talking to Janine. They're like, "What do you got?" And they're like, uh, four, three, two, you know, three class ones with this, whatever." And like, oh, "Okay." And then, Ray, yes, yes, you're right, yes. Yeah, and when then they, they hand the to, traps yeah. to Winston. Yes. Great, you're hired. Yeah, great, you're hired. <laughs> it is that scene of them just kind of like, "Yeah, this is just a, this is Tuesday," you know? Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. Right. Uh, it's that, and I, I can Those are my favorite parts of Control. Uh, yes. When it's uh, you know all the letters you'd find that's just like you know. Stuff that's redacted, but then it ends with like, and he ate my ham sandwich, and it's like, you're yeah. not supposed to go yes. in the fridge. Yes, the uh, the blended the blending of the surreal and government bureaucracy in that game is is sublime. But uh, so we'll see how char- that shakes out. The characters are all like very generic looking soldier armored operative types in this thing, so you could very much see how yes, this co op game could just be like, oh, you're playing the rocket class, you're playing mm-hmm. the psychokinetic class, or whatever. Like they. They don't look like characters so much as like ciphers, you know, military armored dudes. Yeah, yes. but but that sure. combat could could lead to some pretty interesting stuff uh, in I'm a co-op just, setting. I'm really fascinated by the fact that they signed back up with Five Hundred Five, which is yeah. not to say that you know, I mean, look, that game did very well for everyone involved. It sounds like, but the thing I had kind of heard under the surface was that like they went with Five Hundred Five because they would give them enough money to make that game, but yeah. like Five Hundred Five is not a big budget publisher by right. trade. That is not what they do, and I'm wondering if the success of that thing gave them some leeway to be like, we need more money to do the thing we want to do here. Maybe that's why there's like that specific language about the sequel. Uh, yeah. About bigger budget control game game is what we agreed to. Like, right. We have it in writing. We published it. We put that out there publicly. I, uh, I wish the best for them. I, I, totally. I yeah. That's yeah. a great franchise that I hope, I hope, is done right by you know dude yeah. after quantum break just kind of came and went for me i was not like in kind of a bummer place with that studio yes. but control really like control is not a perfect game by any means but it is like to me it ca- best captures the spirit of what that studio is always going mm. for right and like they, yeah. as long as they've been around they have been one of the most unique developers out there to me like everything except quantum break that they have done has been super memorable yeah I, I, sometimes like like um you know, double fine. I think I like the idea of the game more than the gameplay. Uh, right. And I think I have that problem with remedy stuff sometimes. Uh, and I think control found the balance for me. Of, yes. Okay. I enjoy playing this and I like this, the setting and the story. Alan Wake leaned a little bit more on the, I like what you're yeah. doing here on the yes. story, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure I want to play this anymore. Alan Wake was probably the worst offender in terms of just getting kind of tedious to play at some point. Yeah. So, but how many other third-person shooters that are basically a Stephen King novel are there out there, right? Not, not, not enough. Not, not, um, not nearly enough. Don't make me throw so, those thermoses. Yeah, so. I I don't know why I feel like this, but I kept thinking like Microsoft was on that acquisition spree, and like they, I guess they still are, right? Yeah, technically, the, the remedy seemed like a pretty obvious Xbox pickup at some point. Yeah, I'm with you. Maybe maybe it's because they did Quantum Break exclusively for Xbox that I got that in my head, but like I just kind of. I kind of just kept waiting to hear that news sooner or later, but maybe it's not going that direction. Yeah, the impression I got was that no one was real happy with how Quantum Break did, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe so. Uh, uh, well, it seems like, here is a good segue, here we go. Mark <laughs> it, mark the time. It seems like somebody's happy with how somebody did with their <laughs> exclusive game. Intentional. Intentional. <laughs> Brad, who's, uh, hap- who's happy? 
Uh, Sony bought Housemark. Mm-hmm. Makers of Returnal most recently, but like they've been making Sony exclusive games forever. And a lot of launch Since games too, right? Launch games, but also very small scale arcade games. Like right. you know, there's Super Stardust HD, Next Machina. I mean, uh, Next Machina, right? Uh, think, hang on, let me double check I wrote, that. I wrote some of these that was down the, here. That, was that the, is yes, a game. I don't. Next, was that the, okay. I was just making sure I got the name right because there are so many other Deus Exes and so forth out there. Mm-hmm. Yes, next, next Machina is, is right. Uh, um, Resogun, mm-hmm. uh, Matterfall, Dead Nation. God, I forgot Dead about Nation. Matterfall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone did. Like, they've been doing that style of like fifteen, twenty dollar, like tight neon colored arcade action game forever, and doing it uh, well for the most part. And, and yeah. a lot of them PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, like they've been they've been making Sony games. I I always got the sense they maybe were tight with XDev, the Sony Europe development hmm. squad. But I might, I think I, I remember seeing a lot of XDev logos on their games. Right. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, but I don't know if you remember like a couple three years ago they got out there saying like, hey, we're kind of done with this budget action game thing because they're not really keeping the lights on. Hmm. We're gonna start shooting for some bigger stuff. And then the first bigger stuff they started shooting for was a battle royale. Right. Oh, I don't remember that. No. Yes. Storm something. Storm Chasers, I think it was called. Which I think is dead now. Yeah. Oh. Like they put out they put out some like teaser trailer stuff for it and then kind of never talked about it again. And I think huh. they realized like uh, maybe the battle royale market is kind of saturated at this point. So they must have pivoted at that point and ended up making Returnal instead. Well, Returnal but, Returnal, I feel like nails what they go for you know yeah. it, it is kind of like a a, a bullet hell shooter totally. like i mean literally the first time i saw an enemy shoot like a horizontal yeah. pattern of <laughs> slow moving bullets that spread out toward me i was like yep house mark uh, game like it's, yeah. it, it's they, they have a house style you could say <laughs> they put their um, mark on it but it, it just makes me think back again to when they announced that pivot you know talking about like hey it's like we got to keep the studio going and these games are not really doing it mm-hmm. like i wonder if this is a relief for them at some point to just become part of you know the mothership and yeah just keep keep making playstation games without worrying so much about whether they oh for are, sure are, are keeping the studio going or not i mean in the quote that is um in this polygon story the the co-founder of house mark says this gives our studio a clear future and stable opportunity yes, yes. stable <laughs> opportunity really left out at me in that thing. <laughs> to continue delivering on gameplay centric approaches etc cetera, well, like, etc that's awesome like a, a house mark like untethered from like financial concerns and just kind of able to focus on making a weird cool game like that sounds fantastic you think it does this make is... me sorry it does make me a little curious about the current state and health of the european development scene because i think house mark i saw in one of those quotes that they are like the oldest active studio in finland now mm. and you know talking about the remedy stuff and i was like I feel like the number of studios in Europe is actually nowhere near as high as it used to be. And I'm wondering how many of them are actually like doing well. Yeah. I don't know. I want to say, I'm pretty sure both of those studios came out of the old school, like 64 K demo scene. Yeah. In that region. So that's, that's kind of why they have been around so long. Cause that stuff was like in the eighties and nineties. But uh, I, I think making big games, big games is very expensive. And yes, very it is. Hard and a very huge risk. I think we see a lot of, smaller studios in, in the in that area in in europe and you know eastern europe too but i think these big marquee games these house marquee games mm-hmm. um are uh they're i mean i don't know i don't know what this is returnal feels like a big budget game but i don't once you once you're in it and you kind of realize what you're doing maybe it's not but it it's got a lot of polish on it like it's it's it feels when you're playing it it's tight it's it looks good 
If you're saying like, it feels expensive, I'm with you. It, it, feels, it, feel, it, it feels expensive. It, yes. it, it feels expensive, but when you dig into it more and see the structure, you realize that the scope is not nearly like it. it right. Imply it implies a much bigger scope than it actually has. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but but it presents very well. Right. Like it, it, right. it really it's does. Just, it's it's almost deceptive in that way of of like, oh my god, these are all randomly generated levels. You mean I'm going to get a different run every <laughs> single time? And then by your like third or fourth run, it's like, oh, I remember this room. Oh, I remember mm-hmm. that room. Like, oh, there's the house again. Like, it's just kind of shuffling the order of stuff. But uh, I do really enjoy it. I, I think that the third world I was in got a little too punishing for me, or or at least I felt like I, I struggled so hard to get up to it. And then by the time I was up to it, I just slammed into a wall in a way that took a lot of wind out of my sails yeah. uh, for that game. It's one where the flying robots just laser beam you immediately. I, I, I intend to go back to that game when they get that save feature in, assuming it happens. It sounded like that will happen. They definitely said they're looking at it. I assume that means they'll follow through. Yeah, I, a lot of the chatter I saw was like, if you did not plan for this in development, this is no small order yeah, to add. Yeah, totally, totally. I'm sure it's not going to be easy, but I hope they get there because like... Yeah, it so would make a, a huge fucking difference. So for those who don't know, that's like a mid-run save in case things crash. Yes, or, there's, yeah. There is no or, saving or, in the middle of a run in that game it, if your console if your power goes out or whatever. Well, even without the crashing, it's just like asking someone to sit down for like a three or four hour run is a lot, you know, like that's a long time. You know, they've (laughs) still can't believe they tell you at the top of that game, like, Hey, if you want to pause your run, just put the system in rest mode. It's like, you you mean the the rest mode that is kind of not reliable for half of your audience. And also like, that means nobody else can play a game on this console until you're done with your Mm -hmm. run. And also the power might go out or, you might update the firmware on this thing and kill my session. I, I still probably twice a week, maybe it's, uh, thinking of the week as a seven day, you know, entity here, like tw- two, let's say two or three out of seven days have the hard reboot on that PlayStation. Really? Track. Yeah. No kidding. Do you suspend or, a lot of games? I do. I do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, sus- I suspend a lot and then have that thing where I go to turn it on with the controller and it doesn't work and have to go manually. And then it goes like, Hey, what'd you do? And now we got to check the hard drive. Let's go check your, I still have an external hard drive plugged in. Let's check your external hard drive. Something got corrupted and come back in. So like, that's probably two or three days a week. It, it happens. Um, you know, it's a, it's a heavy use machine with the kids on the weekend and everything, but yeah, I suspend all the time. Um, I suspend during the weekdays when I know my kids aren't playing it. Mm-hmm. And then I, I hard save and get out. I hard save when I can, but a lot of games aren't great about hard saves. Like you have to quit back to the main menu. And then it'll be like, you're going to lose all your, your progress. And it's like, just tell me how much I'm going to lose. Just be like the last save was 20 seconds ago or the last save was five minutes ago. Just tell me. I love that feature. Please do that. If you're a developer, just do that. You know it. You have the data. Just, I don't want to run around until I see a spinning wheel in the lower right of the screen. So I know it's saved. Just tell me the last auto save was, was 20 seconds ago. I think. Oh, I'm I'm so happy. Has that. No Man's Sky has that when I when I got into that pretty hard for a week or two a while back. Like I came to really appreciate that, but also that is a game that is very inconsistent about when it saves. Yeah. So the double-edged sword of that is like, oh, I'm gonna go quit because it tells me how long since I saved. And it's like, what, what do you mean you only say you saved 25 minutes ago? Yeah. Like, like holy what? cow, anything like, could have happened. Right. Like yeah. you have to go like find a way to trigger a save. Like jump into your ship. Like there's no way to yeah, totally. You can't manually save when you quit. You have to like go find your ship or whatever. It's weird. Uh, developers, please just tell me if you're going to do that. Oh, a, just give me a hard save B or give me the ability to tri- trigger an auto save. I understand if you can't do that, that's, you know, probably tough, but just tell me the last time the save happened. That, yeah. That's all I have. That's really, yeah. um, 
Uh, we also had a bit. Uh, speaking of horror stories, uh, this uh, yeah. you guys. I'll bring up this quick. This Bloober team thing, uh, just because it was a weird thing. Um, there go- and we we mentioned a little bit of the um, uh, the was it Blue Box? Blue Box Game mm-hmm. Studio and Hideo Kojima drama. This is just gonna be a quick thing, but um, the this it jumped out at me. But the, I guess they're going to Bloober team the people who did Layers of Fear, which. They did a bunch of stuff. Like they did the medium, right? The medium, which was yeah. not great. They did yeah. that Blair Witch game, which was also not great. Layers of Fear, I think people like, right? Like, yeah. Um, the first I one was the, like a fun novel thing. Yeah. That's what they made their name on, I think. Yeah, I think medium is the one that people really kind of fell off on. Anyway, uh, they are in uh, cahoots with Konami, possibly doing a Silent Hill thing. It's not explicit, right? It is like, like we're bringing Bloober Team in here. Um, like what else would you bring them in for? I thought I thought didn't didn't they say I don't have that story in front of me. I thought the Konami's response to uh, Polygon was we don't have any specifics to share at this time, but we can say while Bloober Team will continue to produce their own original content, we're excited at the chance to collaborate them on potential projects across our various IP. Uh-huh. Which okay. yeah, all right, yeah. I'm that's... pretty sure they're not making the next Contra. <laughs> no apparently that's a tencent joint uh, uh, yeah we'll, we'll see on the on the mobile space but yeah i don't know that's i i think we talked a little bit before the show i think i'm a little silent hilled out like yes, i don't want to hear about it like see like literally seeing the phrase silent hill on that story maybe want to just bypass it because and of that, all the, non- the nonsense lately and that sucks so much because it's just one, it's all due to an involvement of a player who never actually made a Silent Hill game. Like, I look, I, Kojima, I would have loved to see what that thing looked like, you know, if they got past the PT stage and whatever. But it's like, that ship has sailed. And I, I think even if they somehow, some way, mend that relationship in a way that he would ever want to come back and do anything with Konami again, that is such, so far down the road, so far from where we are right now. That, like, it's just all the speculation is just making everything worse. Yeah. That's it. That's all I'm going to say about that. Because it's, right. it's like um, it's like a saga. And now it feels more like drama than news. Um, Brad, That's exactly this? what it is. Yeah. Uh, Brad, what is this uh, a Ghost of Tsushima uh, uh, business? There are signs starting to swirl that they are going to do some kind of expansion for Ghost of Tsushima. Probably, you can imagine, like, a standalone release. Because that's kind of what Sony does with everything now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Infamous got First Light, Uncharted Four got Lost Legacy, mm-hmm. Spider Man got Miles Morales. Like it is practically guaranteed if they stick to the formula at this point. Because that game did very well. I don't know if you know. Oh, it did. Ghost uh, of I, I did not was, know the details of it. Ghost of that. Ghost of Tsushima was extremely successful. Um, I need to go back and finish it. I actually enjoyed my time with it. I just I got derailed. I, I also did so that it looks real good on the PS5. That performance patch they put out is very nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I keep thinking about going back to it, but I also fell off of it so hard or, or more the point I burned out on it because uh, so much of it is kind of the same stuff over and over. Alex, you finished it, right? Oh, I super finished it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the tone in your voice is all I need to hear. No, look, here's the thing. The last scene in that game, I think, is one of its stronger points. So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, there is some value in finishing it out. It's predictable, but it's done in a nice way. And I think it's, it, you know, it kind of puts a nice bow on everything that came before it. But it's like you said, it is that old Assassin's Creed. And by old, I mean the one before they all turned into RPGs. Yeah. Style of Assassin's Creed game 
And it's very, like, a lot of the open world activity in that game is very samey. Yeah. It's like, hey, we have six activities and we're going to iterate each one three dozen times across the map. And, and yeah. Um, And and I still think the tone of that game was, like, a little too dour and chaste for what I was looking for. Like, it just, it never, it never has any ambition other than just doing the most, like, by the book version of a samurai story you've ever read. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, I would I, I think I would still like to check out that multiplayer stuff that got in there. It's it was cool. Good. Like the what little I played out. of it was pretty neat. But um so so what do we is there any any speculation to what yeah, this thing Yeah, there's could a be? couple of aspects to this, right? Yeah, so a, a Ghost of Tsushima uh, director's cut got rated, which is strange because there's like what would you put in a director's cut because everything they've released for that game was free. Mm. Like and also it's all mode. on that island. <laughs> like the co-op, right well like the co-op mode was free the performance upgrade was free like there's nothing to put in a director's cut unless they're putting something new out mm-hmm. um and then some so like some industry insiders like xbox era said the words ghosts of ikishima okay uh, as as i mean they straight up said hey it's a standalone expansion they're making it and then <laughs> someone has registered ghosts of and that domain now points to the playstation store granted anybody could do that I could have done that. Anybody could go buy that domain and right and, and point it at this PlayStation store uh, after these rumors started coming out. But it, you know, it could be telling. Um, but again, yeah. like, why wouldn't they do this? Like, this game is huge. Yeah, and they do this with all of their stuff. Yes, this uh, is, like you said, this is the the sucker punch way, right? Or right. the Sony way, like just the yeah. Sony first party, with the exception of like what didn't get this. Like God of War twenty eighteen did not get a spinoff thing. But most everything else has. Well, Horizon got paid DLC. It was not a standalone yeah. thing. God of War hasn't come to PC yet, has it? No. Um, Wonder if it some rumors will. about this Ghost of Tsushima coming to PC for that matter. Yeah. But uh, I, w- I would be interested to see like a more contained version of that game, hopefully with a different player character, like explore mm. a different perspective and just sort of condense the whole thing down into a faster like loop and treadmill. Yeah. Because that's where that game lost me was I I got to the end of the first island and I was like I've done everything here numerous times over already I don't know if I need more of this. So you're kind what of if you the, did all that stuff in a slightly different biome? What if the numbers <laughs> just went up faster and you hit the, the end of that treadmill in like say eight to ten hours? Yeah, just send out uh, the other people in the game to take care of some of those side missions for you. Just be like just just yeah, do that. just okay. go take care of they're those all, and come back. They're yeah. all too busy, man. They're all real sad. They yeah. are very sad. Uh, I, I like I said I I would like to go back in and tackle uh, that game. I put a decent amount of time in it, but um, yeah, so did I put twenty something hours into it. And it. Like as repetitive as it was, when I think back on it, and maybe this is like the specific circumstances of last summer, the game was very comforting for a stretch of time. Yeah, like yeah, in how in how kind of mundane and repetitive and, and pretty it was. It was just like I'm just gonna get on this horse and ride around this beautiful looking game and chase all these foxes into their foxholes over and over, and it's just yep. like a way to detach and unwind a little bit so like i might kind of look the formula is the way it is because it works yeah. when the formula is applied well into something that is interesting enough it works yeah uh, you, you're reminding me that i wanted uh hot keys or a, um, a shortcut to switch my outfit so i can put on my roman on my horse yeah. god outfit, yeah and then, and then put on that my was, battle outfit uh, that's what a director's cut needs is yeah. just like an outfit <laughs> mm-hmm. cycle or hot swap I, more to the point, just do the thing that like Ratchet and every modern game does now of just like, hey, you got the armor, you get the bonus. Like, who cares yeah. if you're wearing it or not? Yeah. Mix and match bonuses. what you want. Yeah. Yes, please, please. That's what I want. That's a director's cut. 
I want yeah. to look cool and I want to have the cool bonuses. And sometimes those things are not exactly attached to each yes. other. Yes. Yes, please. Thank you. But, yeah. Um, any other news you guys want to hit before we move out of the, the news section? I, I, Alex, you're making a face. Brad, there was something that you wanted to ask me about. Uh, wait, was there? Yeah. It involved music. A specific oh, artist. Yes. I completely forgot about that yesterday. You pasted a link to a Rock Band DLC announcement, and I was like, what the fuck? They're still doing Rock Band DLC announcements? Really? Boy, howdy are they. But, hey, when you get, when you get a new Hollow Notes song, I can see the occasion. Yes. Rich Girl is coming to Rock Band uh, as part of their, their weekly DLC offering. And yes, they are still doing a weekly DLC offering. It is usually two songs per okay. week. And no a lot of it is Rock Band Network stuff that they are reselling in the main store now. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Interesting. Is, so is there... what, they've gone okay. out and signed new licensing deals for those songs because all the charting work for that stuff is mostly done. In some cases, it's being tweaked, but in others, it's not. So, mm. so hang on. I don't remember the ins and outs with the Rock Band Network, but like, what's what's the advantage of buying it as actual DLC if you already have it on there? Well, so here, this gets complicated, but I'll, I'll try and, and do this short. So once Rock Band 4 came out and they started releasing new DLC for that platform, all DLC from that release date on only works in Rock Band 4. It does not work in any of the previous games. Rock Band Network stuff was a separate marketplace that only existed uh, specifically on the Xbox 360, and then they would sell some of those songs that appeared in the network store on PlayStation okay. and Wii, whenever, okay. whatever they were selling there. That makes sense. So all those songs still live in the Xbox ecosystem, but you can only play them if you want to bust out Rock Band 3 on the 360. Okay. So this is a way for people to get that music if they didn't get it before, or if they just want to keep it on one platform, they can do that. I will say that most of the music selections are probably very much not up your alley. It's a lot of like weird metalcore and indie rock from like the years between 2009 and 2011. Um, it's a very that's specific it. window, but okay. Well, that's, that's when Rock Band Network was active. So that's when they were getting oh, a lot sure, of stuff. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But here, I'll read off a few of the bangers that have come out in the last uh, year and change, and you tell me if this is this this changes your mind and maybe makes you want to get get back on the rock band train. Uh, Alice Cooper, no more Mister Nice Guy. Okay. Uh, hold on, scrolling down. Steppenwolf, Born to Be Wild. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bush, Glycerin. Okay. When I say bangers, I mean just high hey. a certain mm. level of this was popular. I'll take it. Uh, let's see. We have David Bowie's Rebel Rebel. Okay. All right. Okay. Fountains of Wayne's Stacy's Mom. Mm. Weedus's Teenage Dirtbag. Okay. Do you know that one? Uh, yeah. You sing that so. one? I think, so. I think, so. I I do think not. so. Okay. Um, John Denver's Take Me Home Country Roads. Uh, ah, Red, yes. Rock music. Yeah. Red Bones, uh, Come and Get Your Love. Okay. You know that song. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. of course. Uh, Bloodhound Gang's The Bad Touch. Mm, okay. Rock Goldfinger, Band. Superman. Rockman okay. DLC. Yeah. To thrive. Uh, Can you tell me off the top of your head mm -hmm. uh, what number of Hollow Notes songs in Rock Band this brings us to? Five. Wow. Yes. Instant answer. That's impressive. Well, it was four for a very long time. Okay. So that's, that's the only reason I remember it off the top of my head. Okay. So. Uh, I have what a are we, big... what are we... man eater, man eater, private eye. Uh, uh -huh. I can't go for that. Of course. And, uh, you make my dreams or the other yes. ones. Okay. Those are, the, <laughs> those are the four. If you're going to have four, uh, who, who owns harmonics now? Are they independent? 
Are they they are owned MTV? by an investment group. Oh, is that the Spark? Is that I don't remember the name of it. It's it's like a group of private investors. Uh, it is not part of any major uh, game. It, like they are not. They have not been embraced by the Embracer Group yet. Um, <laughs> Give it time. Yeah, and it's. I think the CEO is still that guy that used to be at Nokia. Um, and there's a handful of creative people that are still around from the old days, but not a not a great many. So they were Viacom, then they were MTV, and then they are like funded by a, a bigger. Well, Viacom and MTV is the same entity. Oh. Right. Wait. You should know that, given our previous history. <laughs> Wait, th- I thought I thought MTV was separate when they took over Harmonix. No, that was always Viacom. Oh, it just okay. sounded it sounded cooler if they were owned by MTV than if they were yeah. owned by Viacom. Okay. If they had a label called MTV Games, that was much cooler than saying Viacom, you know, games publishing. Yes. Sumner, Sumner Redstones Harmonix. Yeah. Okay. Was that, was that under the tenure of Bob? Yeah. Uh, so they put out Fuser recently. I wonder how that's doing to them. Yeah, I don't know. But I, my understanding is that it's it's doing reasonably well. Like the DLC, you know, people are buying it. So okay. I I like that game. So. They're still putting out DLC for it. So I imagine that, you know, they, they at least seem to have a, like a, a little bit of runway for that. And yeah, I liked it. It's still weird to me that NCSoft of all publishers published that game. But sure, why not? <laughs> Is that what what else has NCSoft been up to? Is that uh is NCSoft I, I don't know. Like the last time I checked it on them, they, they were the Korean MMO developer, yes. so I have no mm. idea. Okay. Well, hey, you gotta diversify your portfolio. Yeah. They they take their they pick their shots. Um and uh like they had a like a dance Dance Central, the last one was like ten years ago, the last big one. Dance Central. It was a two? while ago. They did a free to play one, I wanna say. That was like the last attempt they made that was just like here is the base game with no music attached to it you just buy all the dlc but okay. i that was a while ago there, there's something about harmonics that is like fascinating to me like just in terms of the the company's path and their trajectory like they to me more i guess because guitar hero is part of activision like harmonics riding the kind of plastic instrument wave and trying to figure out and navigate that space once that wave cr- broke you yeah, know, and, and what to do after that uh, is is kind of fascinating. Very few studios have a, a you know a curve as far as their success goes that just looks like a damn railroad spike. Like it literally <laughs> is just like whoop, you yeah, know, right? Because they were having a hard time. My understanding, uh, you know, kind of making games that kept the lights on before the Guitar Hero thing. Like they made some beloved games, but they just never like Amplitude and Frequency never sold that well. Mm-hmm. And they were they they made the first Guitar Hero. Yes, they did. Yeah, it was they them and Red Octane. It. They developed it. Well, Red Octane handled the plastic instrument side, I believe, yes. was, the, okay. was the situation, and they did the game. There's a okay. great oral history on that online. You should go look up. They came. I, would, I would like was, to hear that stuff because I was like, I was like deep in the preview beat at Gamespot at the time that Guitar Hero was happening. So I was like at every event mm. that the Red Octane people were at with those early plastic guitars, like kind of tracking that whole thing exploding in real time. <laughs> yep, I believe I believe it was. Uh, I I might be mixing the brands here. It was either Waypoint or Motherboard, but it was part of the Vice Gaming Group. They did that oral history. You should check it out. Sure. Oh yeah, I would like to see that. Man, man, the the rise and fall of the plastic instrument empires. Dude, yep. I saw some meme going around this week of people going like, "Oh, if you remember this, you're old" or something like that, and it was straight up just a picture of somebody playing a Guitar Hero. Guitar. Oh God, <laughs> I'm not ready. Well, a, like, a yes, I am old, and but yeah. I will say this. As somebody who bought some rock band stuff for the kids, that stuff. Remember when we were giving that stuff away to Goodwill and donating yeah, like, it? And Alex have done that. Alex talking about me getting back into rock band. Like I gave all of that stuff away years ago. It's expensive to get. 
Like it's hard yes. to find the. I thought they would be building houses out of those guitars at some place, uh, but they are hard to find, um, and and hard to expensive to put a kit together. And it was yes, shocking. It I thought I would be able to pick up some guitars for a song, and it was like, oh no. I mean, you think about how tenuous the the usability long term was for those those instruments. Like they got a lot better over time. Like the the three era stuff and on, I feel like was generally pretty reliable for a long while. But those early drums, man, those things did not hold up under any real scrutiny. And those early guitars with the shitty mushy strum bars, like those things broke like crazy. I guess so. It just seems like there maybe there's a a fantastic market for people who like electronics to get in there and fix them up and mod them. That's uh, that's what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, all right. So that that's the news. Then that's the news. We put we put the bow on that one. The rock band continues to put DLC out, and it be Hollow Notes. Hollow Notes continues to be good. <laughs> yeah, there's also a new Weezer song, but who gives a shit? Oh. Eh. Wait, is it a new Weezer a song? New, it's a new Weezer song. Ooh, after that, after that Summer Game Fest Weezer yeah. performance, I don't know that I need that. Maybe not. Uh, that's going to bring us to the back end of the show here, and we've got some news to tackle before we go. Yeah. Uh, boy, where did it even start? We've made some um, adjustments on the Patreon stuff. You can go check that out. There's a post that Alex put up about some of the uh, adjustments. The short is we're going to be adding a show at all tiers of the Patreon that will be uh, a, basically a Q&A show that we'll do once a month and will become an audio podcast available to all members on the Patreon. Yes, live, live Q&A. Live, live Q&A, obviously a uh, uh, recorded podcast when it goes up if you can't catch it live. Uh, currently, we're thinking about holding that Q&A uh, through Discord, through their stage uh, yep. thing on Discord. That's the current going on it. Uh, so if you can catch that live, that's great, and catch us there. We don't have a date for our first one, but uh, that should be sometime in July, probably towards the end of July. Uh, the the uh, other thing that we are changing, and you're going to realize why in a few minutes mm -hmm. here. Boy, are uh, you. Uh, the uh, 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 Mission Control tier that gets shout-outs once a month on the podcast. The uh, Serious Benefactors get it every month. You've, if you listen to this podcast, you are familiar Every with week. Sorry, yes, every week. If you're a serious benefactor um, and you have been listening, you get your shout out every week and the, and the mission control tier gets it once a month. We had an overwhelming, and I will use the word overwhelming. I don't use it lightly because the, uh, the number of names have whelmed us over the uh, amount of time. I think that is reasonable to read them. We are going to read them this week, but we have uh, changed that tier to we have created a new show that will be uh, a show in which that tier gets to vote on the the game or the thing we do for that period of time it doesn't have to be a game we'll figure it out later but we'll we'll put some options it'll be a, a voting uh, uh, through Patreon there in a poll to hold a show uh, uh, towards the end of the month uh, once a month and during that show will be a text uh, uh, shout out either a crawl or on screen or some kind of. Uh, crawl or some some kind of text shout out your name will names. be in light somehow yeah, it's, uh, just, just different pixel lights. pixel lights instead of like oral <laughs> instead of sound waves yeah say. so so uh so if you want to uh, uh go check out that those tiers are updated there's also a post about that we ran a poll uh it seemed like the uh overwhelming majority of people uh were okay with that idea yes so yes. we we're gonna run with that uh, before changing the tier, uh, ran that poll, and you can go check that all that stuff out on the Patreon. If you missed it, 
thanks everybody for supporting us. Uh, and you're, you're too good to us and we have to change the tier to, to reflect just how awesome you are. But this week we are going to be reading the mysterious benefactor tier. That won't change. That'll happen every week, but we are going to read the mission control tier names. So to our word. I'm going to say this is, uh, um, and there's a bunch of other stuff we'll be doing. Uh, we're going to be getting together with our, uh, our fantastic set of mods that we have. Thank you to the mods over in the discord to kind of go over, uh, discord changes and, and stuff like that within there, trying to, uh, gathering up all the feedback we've gotten, you know, channels and rooms and, and, and all that stuff, uh, and happening in there. And we have some show stuff. Uh, yeah, coming out. Ran a ran a poll yesterday to see uh, gauge interest on some of those ideas. I thought I would be spending some time in a VR headset for a while here soon, but it you seems still like may. The vote is not going that direction as of now. Not yet. Uh, it seems like we might be playing some State of Decay two in the near future. Yes, which I'm very much looking forward to. That oh, was I the one I so voted good. for and I picked. Wait, um, you voted? I didn't, but I voted in my head. <laughs> Yeah, uh, um, uh, that's the one I was I was sending out the vibes for. So the three of us getting into State of Decay. Oh, that game's so good. Um, game is so underrated. Uh, I'm I'm excited to force you to play. State of Decay <laughs> Hell yeah! I, I played it with you for a little bit. I that's really right. enjoyed it. Yeah, it's um, just yeah. So we're looking to do like a commu- a whole community start to finish. They've added a bunch of stuff to that game this this very month actually. Huh. Yeah. Uh, and we'll probably do it on a harder difficulty to see. Okay. Oh boy! Maximize the dramatic games, Brad. The dramatic potential. There's all a. That's the great thing about procedural generation of content. There are always more survivors where those came from. True. Uh, We've got a bunch of other stuff that we've been kicking around. It doesn't. uh, We're we're trying to figure out a cadence and a schedule that is, um, you know, leaves us room to do reoccurring shows, but uh, uh, and also leaves room to do um, things that pop up during the week and, and play different games and. A mix, a mix of things that we want to do. Uh, yeah. I'm finding out that time goes very quickly when uh-huh. you're when you're trying to fit all this stuff in. When you're, when you're three when people you're doing fun, everything. <laughs> yes, there's, and also when you're having do. a lot of fun. And, yeah. uh And you know, and also the the thing that we have learned is keep it tenable. The thing that mm-hmm. I will tell you with the years of experience I have is it's all great until it becomes uh, too much to do and nobody wants to do it anymore. Uh, yeah. So it's all great. Like I said, three weeks. Three months, three years. That's, that's mm-hmm. what you got to do. Three, three, three. That's the three, system. Three, three, three. Uh, you can survive for your for three days without water, three weeks without food, hmm. three minutes without air. That's oh, the boy. three, three, three. The, well, on know. that note, thank you to all of our patrons for making all of this possible. We sincerely could not do it without you. We thank yes. you for the food, water, the air. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. That's right. And uh, it's, I want to say something, three hours without you. I don't know. There's a three, three, three thing. I don't remember. It's we got to do this thing. <laughs> Let's do this thing. We're not going to put it off any longer. So we're, I'm going to say, uh, hey, listen, thanks everybody for listening. I'm going to say here in full transparency, this is going to go for a while. Oh, so, yeah. Um, uh, but thank you, everybody. We're going to do it for this week again, then we're going to change it up for, for next week and beyond. So uh, thanks, everybody. If you're, if you're sticking around, bless you. And uh, uh, if not, uh, thanks for listening. So. We're going to get started with the Mysterious Benefactor tier. Thank you very much, everybody who has joined our Patreon at that tier. And without further ado, uh, I'm going to read off the names here. Starting with Rob M., Shiraz, 
Nelson LeBlanc, James Smith, Skywarp, G-Chap, Jay Liner, Brian D, John Hubbard, Corey James Thompson, CJ Ewing, Sean Miller, Stimpak, Jay Eineker, Sean Phillips, Mark Dell, Nicholas Horn Jorgensen, Malone Hart, Angie Valadares, Nick Donegan, Albert, Evan Cook, Mag- MacGuffin, Yakto Yata, Cat, Mark Wilhelm, JM, Brandon Cobb, Adrian Padilla, Ben Murden, Jerry Lee, Brian Stanton, Gary Pejski, Matt, Conrad Kuzman, Chris Tyson, Robert Fisher, Joseph Reagan, Josh Scoggins, Zeus Laser, Quinto, John McInnes, The Bunny Fiend, Casey Shaughnessy, John B., Nick Sarah and Katie Darty, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Steve Olak, sorry, Steven Olakovic, Jad Rita, Andrew Thornsburg, Statics, Robo Jesus, Mike Merritt, uh, sorry, Robo Jeebus, Mike Merritt, Andrew Jackson, Bacon, Bacon, no, Bacon Monk. Monk. Come yeah, on, listen, man. Listen, it's a lot of names. Um, Chris Backhurst, Pixels and Polygons, Marcus G, Morgan Piper, Ninja Ducky, JC Harris, Andrew Cotton, G Cruz, Lucas Fellers, Anders Bouget, Devin Maestro Hall, John McCowd, Brian Murphy. I'm going to scroll this list. Trevor and uh, Treasure and Treasure, Trevor and Adrian R, Joe Beezer, Blood Emblem, Kevin Velado. Okay, here's the one. Randy Duax. Yes. Nice. Got it. Until we hear otherwise. No, uh, it is. It is. Okay. okay. Mark Allenbach, Aaron Gonzalez Beer, Andrew uh, Tiebkin, Jean Francois Murray, It Me JP, Edward Cheek. Andrew Slosky, Matthew King, Steve Lynn, Will Loomis, Richard Welsh, aka Hired Noobs, uh, uh, sorry, Matthew Herring, Adam Bilo, Rick Button, Anthony King, Nick Wajan, Tyler Treese. Now, those are the names that uh, it's your display name from Patreon, I should mention. Yes. Um, yes. Those are the mysterious benefactors. Thank you so much to all those folks. Just a, one quick addendum. There's a, a Jack Einicker. Thank you to him. Oh, did I did I skip you said Jack Einicker? I think it came out as a J. Oh, J. Uh, sorry, Jack Einicker. Also, yes. uh, I want to shout out uh, Ninja Ducky for putting together a yes. lot of the uh, Discord. N- Ninja Ducky uh, has been doing some work helping us uh, collate suggestion. Discord suggestions and stuff like that in a very for nice, sure. tidy format uh, that has been very helpful. Of course, if you uh, that's your display name from Patreon. If you have any changes or or uh, pronunciation stuff, please you could let us know. Send us a message. We'll do our best. Have a whole spreadsheet now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now next monthly monthly shout outs. Mission Control. Mission Control. Do you mind Here if I go. take this first batch? Please oh, do. Sure. Yeah, All right. Buckle up. Thanks everybody. Here we go. Elizabeth Granger, Johan Radstrom, Bart King, Rayon Carrington. Robert Andres, Abraham Getchell, James Rorick, Derek Ward, Andrew Waite, C.S., Mike Christ, Zachary Palm, 
Joseph Valenti, Steven, Knocking Nick, Tim S, Dinosaur Skylights, Tyrannical Zombie, Nicholas Renaud, Hatem Alawal, Zach T, Gilbert Chaparro, Blaine Trafton, David Fan, Super Zoomy, Sandra and Brian, Colin Crable, Rome, Gregory Gregarian, Gregarian, we'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Christopher Joyner, Lee Loveless, Homie Tony, Kena, Ryan Augerman, Des O'Flaherty, Mike Clifford, Scott Allen Lewis, Fisher Rodak, Matthew Matthias, Josh Cox, Chase Rule, and Andre Burke, The Sherpa, Dinky Dolphin, Scott Wenter, Jeff Pickett, G, Christopher G, Ronnie Kennedy, Thomas Blythe, Juliana Navarro, hi mom, John Luke, Michael Sable, Drew Curry, Not Your Mom's Spaghetti, Junius Trey, Alex Henry, Tyler Barrick, Zachary Palmater, C. Shore, Patrick K, Zach Forney, uh, Jamie Spector, Pandanius, Michael Eaton, Timmy Tayo, Christian Eggstedt Arvidson, Axel Scythe, Matthias R, Will Rabot. I think that's Mantis Mantis R. Mantis R. Mm-hmm. Will Rabot. Jeremy Day. Jeremiah Day. There we go. Thomas Stepp. Brian Holden. Benjamin Danizuski. Whisk. Yuli. Denton Brock. Jay Intavong. Scott Yuri. Roy Sung. Joshua Keating. Spencer Witt. Sinan. Andrew Yang. Gatorm Ase. Nicholas Bridges. Paul's to the Wall. Vicky and Paul. Alexander Helm. Bill Kennan. Jonathan Davis. Doug McLeod. Arlecchino. There we go. Philip Holm. Roy Van Leeuwen. Alex Santos. Derbonk. Danny G. Joshua David Noah. Right. It's it's uh it I feel like you get to a point where you're starting to rethink the one you said five names ago and then it, it's pot, like a car pile up you just you, too late gotta go <laughs> gotta keep going <laughs> all right Brad do you want to take the next batch yes I'll start here apologies to any mispronunciations please just reach out on Discord or Patreon message and let us know <clears throat> excuse me Keith Campbell Bale Tan Vin Tong Holly Atessi Cody Keen Matthias Lipscomb Paul Candlish, Robert Steffen, Alex Subert, Mike Bell, Garrett, Jonathan Vicari, Violent Ed, Josh Murray, uh, Aaron Miyamoto, A.O. Leroy, Dan, Secretberries, Yako Martis-Kainen, Zach Roach, uh, Tom Schersel, Nicholas Rister, Daniel F., Richard Hegarty, Shun Yu, Baz M., John North, Stephen Soans, Brad L., Tony Beerer, Andy Barnett, John Michael T. Knapp, Martin Durska, Jason Morgan, A.H., Outpost 081, Daniel Bacon, Chris Hall, Bruce Chang, Will Channel, Chris Rudy, Alan Shu, Anthony Carl, Jonathan Davis, Bradley Castillo, Ryan Nather, Mike McHaley, Uroyoyan Irizari, uh, John Belfield, Mark Bradley, Kristen Jordan- Jorensen, Avalon Shaw, C. Pentridge, uh, Gerga? Let's just say Gurge. Gurge. Yeah. <laughs> F. Dot, Tim, Ro- Roberge, 
I hope we got that yes. right. Mm -hmm. uh, Octavian Ratiu, uh, Olaf Valle, Stefan Yang, Wizardly Cactus, Barry Cohen, um, Jamal Hallis. Mm. I apologize if I hopefully got close there. Scott Bowers, uh, Brian Schneiderath, Daniel Bordeaux, Ben Fraser, John Guffey, Aaron Bivens, Raymond Covey, Dusty L, Christopher McHale, Brandon, Michael, Steve, David Hendrickson, Michael Sanderson, Eric Stoltman, Joshua Johnson, Joseph Snow, Joe Valdez, and Adam Burnett, Tim Larkin, uh, Carl Lycos, Evan Trigg, Mario Tafani, uh, Brad Van Orman, Kwaku Owusu, yeah, uh, Brendan Cooper, excuse me, Seisav Savan Detsvonza. I apologize. Uh, Lyle Elspeth, Kyle Parrott, Ian Clark, Cybersnacks, Nick Kate, Dan Nickerson, Kevin Tyler, Zebo Sausamite, Corey Rogers, and Stan. Okay. Here up, I go. Here I go. You guys did a really great job, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, Thank thanks, you. Every, thanks, everybody here. Thank you. Uh, yes. we've, we've got some more to go. We've so, got a ways uh, to go. <laughs> we've got a ways to go. So enjoy the ride. Uh, bear with us. Here we go. Jake Keller, M. Paul Huffman, Alexander White, generic girl name, Ian K uh, Katan, Benjamin Hopsicker, Christopher Klicka, Big Jazzy J. Wow. Uh, the Supreme Commander of the Cyber uh, Chihuahua Ninja Army. Wow. She. she Chi Chihua Chihuahua. Chihuahua. Yes. Yeah, I got Chihuahua. That's a big one. Captain Subtle. Brad Cooper. Devin. Eddie. Okay. Uh excuse me on this one. Sferrier Fredrickson. Okay. AKA the Icelander. Oliver. It says that here. I did not. I, that is not editorial. Yeah. Oliver Jansen or Jansen. Will Goldsberry. James Eldred. Chad Clare, Matthew Bradley, Chris Hamans, Felix Kramer, John Jinx, John Gibson, Douglas Huffman, Jesse, Ross Eitken, DVD Walker 8, Jacob, Ben Davis, Matthew Price, Jonathan Dell, Michael Tabora, James G, Sebastian, Experience Kills, Matthew McGinley, Joshua Farris, Nowhere, Andrew Waring, Jonathan Sang, 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 Ret yeah. Retromancy, Christina Kaufman, Hakan Hammer, Justin Pfeiffer, Evan Paul, Rob Birmingham, Joshua Muller, Tasty Wagyu, <laughs> Angela Farrington, Corey DePaul, John Planamento, Louis Sentkovsky. Kelsey Matern, Dapa, Paul Engler, Daniel Pehush. I must be saying that wrong. Levi, Adam Fugate, Santa Caustic, Brian Ransom. <clears throat> Sorry. Aaron Komagome Town, Cardinal. Oh boy. Ryusu Style, Joseph Klein, Damon Underwood, Jason Shirley, Joey, Peter Cooper. Kenneth Butler, Jonathan Kite, Brian Matty, uh, 
I'm sorry, there's something on my screen. Yevgeny Pinsky. Yevgeny Pinsky. There's a dot that made it look like an L. Daniel Kowalsik. Kevin Renato. Trevin Susanto. Mitch DeGrossier. DeGrossier. Thank you. Nick Johnson. Seth Palmer. Cameron Ladd. Corey Greenhawk. Joel Balastra. Alicia. Alicia? I'll go with Alicia. Jason Krompinger, Brian Cunningham, Joe M, an owl with knees, Chris, Rihanna Young, Chew Some Rag, Anthony Hafner, Justin Tamanio, Justin Oliver, Troy Stammer, Daniel Fink, Troy Comstock, Arif Nelson, Zach Blattel, Nicholas DeMarco, John Hennessy, Edward Stumpfel. Alex, I'm up. I'm passing to you. All right, I've taken the baton. Here we go. Ryan Kearns, James Tasker, Arthur Leroy, Tyler Furman, Michael Lieberman, Gus Mendonca, Scott Miller, David Carapi, William Dixon, Alan D. Falcon, Brian Williamson, Michael Ostman, David Allen, Beth Smith, Nina Nuam, Nick Gustafson, Terrence Rashawn, Justin McElroy, Tom Ma, Karen Wooten, Gary Royalty. Uh, Greg. Greg Royalty, sorry. I love the name Gary. The (laughs) Sluss, Raymond Contreras, Shadow961, James Doxy, Jesus Bariga, David Castro, Rufo Sanchez, Anthony, Casey Stamper, Ransom Maloney Bacchius, Zach Ashmore, Clammy Money, Barney Hapgood, Sebastian Canfield, Rob Ambrosini. Joseph Sarazen, Forkbaum, Christopher Fauci, Tim Putins, Josh Harper, Shady Marino, Raphael S.O. Snowden, Shane D., Kyle Autry, Mike Matt Fox, Carlton Welch, Adam Dominguez, Daniel Dupree, Penguin Snacks, Michael, Eric Cook, David Cordoba, Balin, Josh C., Daya, Austin Freeman, William Mather, Jason Ott, Charles Wainwright, William Altig, NFDT, Scott Oppel, Ben Uphouse, Zarin Fulis, Andrew Zerer, Shane Fraver, Chris Reagan, Skull Milo- Million? We'll just go with Skull Million. Sanchit Kumar, William Scullion, uh, Jason Miley, Michael Cantor, Chris Davidson. I feel like I had that name like seven times. Eric Falconer. Devin. Brian Hensley. Joe DeSano. Garrett McFadden. Anichan. Ray Martin. Zachary Kozlowski. Gabe Sheets Polling. Danny Agama. Assorted Items. James Leones. Uh, Kevin Larson. Anthony Engelstad. Mark Oslander. Nicholas Sinek. Sinlock. Sorry. Uh, Christoph Miller. Eric Brown, The Juice, Logan Murphy, Mode 77, Ben Turner, Tom G, M.N. Goldie, Drew Kelly, Mike Notridge. My turn. Uh-huh. Brad, here you go. Lauren Odessa, Alice Lee, Ryan R, NWA for Life, Ron Jan, Sawyer, Alexander Winkler, Rocky Walsh, uh, Alexander Ulrich, Jeffrey Solis, Solis uh, Jambongo, Nafaruz, Ben Likens, Marcus Lukianen, 
uh, Nick Schmeds, Alex Konicki, John Barwood, Simply Bagel, Rawl Ray, uh, Kaylin Owens Merle, Manessa Konicki, Mr. Butterfield, Omar, um, Omar Ibrahim, uh, Adam Belker, Donald Hopkins, Majid Afsal, Ryan Bickett, Matt Christensen, Prakash Lalwani, uh, Morgan Kakotis, Will Atkinson, Nick Pettison, uh, Andrew Powell, August Acker, Christopher, Health Myself, RJ Nye, Patrick McCabe, Christopher Sr., Austin Patton, Kurt, Anthony Russo, Steve Basinger, uh, Oyen Griffin, Onion Pete, Harley, Brian Hurst, Jared Bruner, Troy, Knight Dehumidifier, Ron Jones, uh, Michael Vuong, Sean Cooling, Sean McNaughton, James Andrew Adams, Alex Naw, Jeff Garcia, uh, Philip Tyler Stickney, Carlo M., Kevin Klaus, Patrick Dawkins, Standing Gopher, Alan Stevens, Derek Baxter, A Potato, <laughs> Percy, James Young, Christian, Jennifer Johns, Francis Basco, Ronvere Dollywall, uh, Michael Richards, Timothy Montgomery, Dan Teasdale, Adam Pittman, Tim Ident, Josh Hanna, Chris Ebling, Shahid Hassan, Eloise Person, uh, Alex Alvarez, The Real Blue Dragon, mm. Devmus, Chase Barrett, Jeffrey Radden, Jacob Smith, Edward T. Fitzsimmons, Justin McCrendle, Callan Rewa, uh, Joshua Burmeister, Brian Cartwright, Jacob Owens, Gwen Sanders, Yisu, Matt Parker, Renee Tetralt, Genevieve McKay, Gregory Anderson, and Hank Tastic. Folks! We're nearing the end. We're getting there. Mm, we're I over half. We're, I think we're just about over halfway. And uh, I, I'm going to say right now, I feel bad going after Brad. Brad, you do such a nice job. I really feel like you oh, enunciate and get the name. So You flatter me. I, <clears throat> I'm sure I got plenty of that stuff wrong. Here goes my mushy mouth. Here All we right. go. Just the... Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to scroll this up. <clears throat> Tyler Crowley. Stephen Castro. Philip Tibitz... Tibitowski, Daniel Bullington, Ian Rackstraw, 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 The Graying Tech, Maddie Hawks, Nick M, Brandon Scheip, Chris Weed, Eric Jensen, Matthew Sandoval, William Holt, James B, Tim Downing, Cynical Razor, A Fleming, Michael McCarthy, Joel Wells, uh, Corey L Outerkirk. Otterkirk, uh, Chris Freihofer, Ozzy Gonzalez, Chase Smith, Sarah Wallstrom, Driving Divan, <laughs> Carol Cohen, uh, Nitin uh, Diaby, Nitin Diaby, I'll go with that, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, Arthur uh, Mudiman, Samuel Lopez de Victoria, Matthew Kissamore, oh, hold on. This is a this one is a long one in here. I've got to actually roll out the cell. Um, okay, I think you got this. Yeah, Asa T and uh, and Holloman Holloman. I I, I could have done that. I got that. Asa T and Madison G Holloman. You got yeah, it. Yeah, got it. Got it. Thank you. Uh, Jameson Buckner, Chris Hinoyosa, uh, Marco. Uh, Diacenso, Nick Creature, uh, Raheel Nath, Patty Co, Micah, Sarxus, Josh Torkelson, 
Manveer, Dylan H, uh, Doctor Girlfriend Experience. I okay. guess you, can you put just put Doctor in there? CJ Fount, Jeremy Stewart, Zach Palladino, Mark R, Andy Mott, Derek Williams, Kyle Creole, Stefan Carius, Blake Cruz, Dave Ulian. Sorry, scrolling. Scott Webb, Nick Hahnemann, Greg Yeager or Jagger, Brandon, Alan, Alan Hinchcliffe. Yep. Uh, Brandon uh, Dedinger, Matt Benoit, Dex FM, Rooster Shy, James Lang, Bust Black, Richard Keeling, Hillary Nalams, Nick Conti, the artist formerly known as Jordan, Max, Lee Edwards, Nate Palmore, Scarlet Media, Phil San, uh, Phil Sanfilippo, Goofy Ace, Chris Bone, Lane, Lane Balali, Wayne Peterson, Pokey, Lance Johnson, Hunter Berthelot, Michael Cruz, Kenny Char, uh, Timon Ash, Mark Liberto, Julio Alvarez, Andrew Cobb, David Castinez, Samuel Stewart, Pierce, Bean, Radley Duder, <laughs> Radley Duder, Matt Boyle, Trevor Welsh, Eugene Sheen, Greg Martoon, Legion vs. Ninja, Sean Khan, Steve and Connie, the Cool Bees, <laughs> Tom, Jeff Sizzler. All right. Am I picking it up? Yes, Alex, pick it up. All right, here we go. Starting with Dan Gordon, Evan Favreau, Peter Hewitt, C. Shepard, Michael Palmieri, Stephen Kohler, Quinn McCarthy, Nikolai Bondarup, Gabriel Beal, Ben Villalobos, Garrett K. Larson, Larry Peters, Adam Mitruck, Brian Conant, Kyle Murphy, Selena Chung, Courtney Merrifield, Cameron Johnson, Derek Davidson, Hawk the Great Pineapple, Yoga Bilad, Bill Dodd. We'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, Askier Arneson, Ed Jamison, Brandon Corn- Cornwell, Andy Hill, Matthew Varga, Matt and Kate Kish, Artifice Shell, Josh Lowe, Devin, uh-huh. <laughs> Donato Sinico III, Jeff Simprich, Raz, Razgrease 2, Jim, James DeShane, Mike Jones, Sean Talon, Nick, Ben Amos, Ultra Robot Ninja, Adam Frankenfeld, Andrew Novak, Edwin L., Martin Lewis, Alex Kratz, Richard Crahan, Benjamin Newsom, Francis Manning, Jernutz, Torin, Stephen Byers, Petey Rave, Andrew, Alex, Russell, Christian uh, Kvinsland, Charles Labas, Mara Truman, Chris Coughlin, Joey Crit- uh, Joe Critelli, Mikhail- Miguel Correa, sorry, it's getting hot in this room, Samantha Kalman, Tim White, Randall, Epoptic, Zachary Black, Machian, uh, Robert Enriquez, and Ed, Shan- Ed San, Tack, Michael Kennedy, Uber Noob, Ben Clark, Edward Anatone, Justin Needy, Haruyoshi Sakai, Null Threat, Stat, 
Thorwin, David Turner, Daniel Uri, Megan Bradburn, Harry Shelvin, Shevlin, there we go, Todd Clevenger, Phil Prophet, Val Red, Zachary Polk, Nicholas Cochran, Dark Angel 2001, Chris B, Muhammad Abdullah, Dylan Schaefer, Mark, Arthur C, Jizz Into Darkness, Stephen Flagg Jr., mm. Chipmunk Dog, uh, John per- Purnell, and Jared Bender. All right, picking it right up. Correct. Okay. Kevin Lennigan, Morgan Bradley, Roe Revito, Etos, Noah W., Jared Foster, Randy Alderson, Joshua Smith, Timothy Finnegan, Jason Petrasco, Ian Kelly, Thomas Hopkins, Aaron Kessler, Dan Brockman, Jamie Wallace, Alex O., Jared, Mark Hudak, Goat Lives, or perhaps Goat Lives, mm-hmm. uh, Brad Helwigan, uh, Michael Bologna, uh, Tom Schneider, Mark Phaedrus, Zahir Padilla, or Padilla, uh, Oscar Turner, uh, Austin, James Mauger, uh, Austin Wilson-Hyde, Alex Prodanovic, uh, Javier Ayon, David Finnezy, Takeshi, Andrew Lau, Connor Flanagan, Cole Henderson, Stern One, Joshua Costa, uh, Nathan Demarius, uh, Armando J. Mendoza, DK, PK99, Katie Scott, Wuffus, uh, Ty Kennedy, Brian Will, Alex Wu, Artie Nathan, Josh Leggett, Davis Selig, Christian Rivera, uh, Jewel Caruso, Sarah, Matt Clements Jr., Charles R., Ryan Ashling, uh, Antoine Fortier-Auclair, Mike Campbell, Seth Abrams, uh, Arthur Nienaber, uh, Stephen McLean, Chris Rosenthal, Andy Bedingfield, John Yu, Matthew Larson, Yashar Nesvedarani, uh, Nicholas Clark, Will Crosby, Tobias Pearson, Adam Fulton, Michael Burdick, Henrik Street, Flyin' the Casual, Thomas Brinson, Javier Hernandez, Bravo Jade, David Known, Shane O'Brien, uh, Joshua Viano, CGI Paul Walker, okay, a beverage twenty, Jason Cluck, Court, Evelyn Staniforth, Michael Cahall, Mogos eighty seven, Agoaj, uh, Benjamin Cantor, Allen from CLE, probably Cleveland, yes, possibly, uh, Justin Delaber, Frank Provo, Trent Thompson, Big Pilgrim. Nathan Landrum, Joel Adams, Raymond Inslee, Just Rex, Jason Falvey, and Ben Tails. Okay. <clears throat> Final batch. I want. I just want to say, uh, Karak again. I think we talked over um, the, okay. the first one you got. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, Karak. <clears throat> oh boy. Is you got this, it, Benny. Uh, is this the home stretch? This is the home stretch. You got it. Oh, yes. You only okay. got a few more. <clears throat> Eric Serpenti, Alex Davis, Jake Flancher. Infinite, Garrett Murray, Angus Lafroy, Lolo de Lolo de Puzzlo, Jeff Sweet, Peter Kelly, Rich Gallup, Will, Kevin Fleischman, Jesse Clark, Kevin, Ren Bennett, Matt Boyer, James Adkins, Herman Hallstrom, Patrick West, uh, Jason Corbin, Peter Bolt. Christopher Sheaves, G-Man, David Campos, Kyle Anderson, Joe Niminski, Brad Bowling, Jason Sickmeyer, 
Drew May, Duncan, Jeff Powell, Mark Molyneux, Shay Trimmer, Sean Smulligan, Fran <coughs> Francisco L. Roque III, More Brains, Joey Chu, Josh Greco, Matthew Prather, Zachary Jablonski, Jason, John Ames, Imram Naim, Chase, El Funko, Zad, Matthew, Bilal Mian, Andy Felix, Paul from Worldwide, Lewis Williams, Nicholas Mastracola, Adam Lane, Andrew Godwin, Tim Penderson, Dennis Panek, Robot Mayo, Brandon Carr. Only two Wait. corrections for you, Vinny. Okay, it's Tim, It is Tim Peterson. Just okay. again, that one. Uh, also, I believe you mispronounced. It's Rich Guyup. Oh, Guyup. Got it. Yeah. Gallop. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, uh, wow. Okay. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone so much. For Thank you. Us. Thank you. Thank you. And also, we are not doing that again. Uh, we are going to uh, do that in text form. Yes. It was a great idea at the time when we were writing these up, but... Uh, Based uh, on the, let's say, projected numbers we thought we might get. <laughs> you might like be able to be recognize more doable. the scope uh, we, were, we were anticipating, but thank you everybody who has given at that tier. Uh, and if you want to check out the Patreon for those changes, you can do so. And again, uh, the, your name will be um, in text in a show that you get to vote on the yeah. content yes. for once a month. Yes. And thank, uh, thank you to all of our other patrons as well. And for to everybody who listens to our stuff and watches our stuff and spreads the word and all that fun stuff. We love you of all. Of course. Yeah. Yes. And I'm, I'm not going to put too much at the end here because uh, if you made it this far, thank you again for listening, but also uh, understand if, if that um, the last 20 minutes, you know, you were relaxing and maybe you know, zoning out a little bit. All right, that's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you, Alex Navarro. <clears throat> Alex Navarro? Uh, yeah, it's Navarro, please, okay. but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and Brad Schumacher. Yes, thank you, finally. Um, yeah, finally Thanks. nailed it uh, after uh, uh, 20 years. years. Uh, I'm uh, 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 Vincent Caravelli. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's very good to be here. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Again, thanks for all the people. All the, um, I really apologize for all the names I mispronounced. Same. Uh, I got a very lazy mouth. Best, best intentions. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Also, I'll just say one more thing. As you're going through those and you recognize a name, either because we've talked to you on the Discord or something like that, it definitely causes a brain stumble of like, oh, I recognize that name. And then you've got to keep going, uh, which is very, very funny to me. For, for me, for me, it is the terror of feeling like I missed one that asked to be omitted. Yes. Those yes, are the it, ones that trip me up. So I really, fingers crossed. Reiterate there, if you, if you do want your name removed from those lists and do not want it to be either on text or shouted out, just uh, try to message us uh, either on the Discord, through Patreon, or any other means, and we will we'll do our best to find that and remove you from that list. All right, thanks again, everybody. We're going to get out of here. We'll be back next week. A uh, ton of stuff going on. A lot of, uh, a, uh, a lot of stuff I'm not going to name here in case you did end this podcast 20 minutes ago. So catch up soon, and thanks again, everybody, for supporting us. We'll be back with the next Lander podcast next week.